Hello, hello, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show here. Again, I am the host with the platform most, Troy here. We're back at it again, y'all, with continuing on our second part in our two-part episode of Up and Down and All Around Best of 2021. Um, me and my fellow friend Hit Harder will go over our top five games that we played in 2021 in this episode where we last left off. And also we'll go over uh, some of our personal favorite gaming moments in uh, 2021 as well. Uh, but before we dive into that, I do have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, of course, I will be uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash T underscore Roy Jenkins. However, I will be doing a special, uh, if at the time of this recording, I'll be doing a special line of streams all throughout the week to celebrate my 29th birthday starting on Sunday, ja uh, January uh, 23rd with a Banjo-Kazooie playthrough and, and uh, going throughout the week uh, playing through a classic game and doing a Lego Sonic build leading up to our big uh, subathon on January 29th starting at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time here. Again, it will be, uh, at, uh, be doing that on twitch.tv slash T underscore Roy Jenkins. I'm hoping to see you all there and help me uh, rein in my 29th year on this crazy earth. But now... Let's get into the top five games of Up and Down and All Around, best of 2021. Number five for me. We're in the top five here, Alex. We're in the top freaking five. We're back in. We're back. We're back. We're back in here. Holy. And number five, I know you're going to love. If you love that I put Ratchet and Clank going commando as number six, you are going to love that this game made my top five. That I finally got around to this game. Well, not even just finally got around to this game. Finally beat this game here. It is a game that I started playing because of your recommendation. Oh, shit. That's a bad sign. Uh, not even just your recommendation. Your uh, freeloading roommate recommendation. Um, anyone, oh, yeah. anyone who loves video games and loves the show Twin Peaks. Um... I did play this and I got, I didn't realize how far I was into this game until I tried to replay it again in 2020, but I couldn't do it because unfortunately this game kind of has a personal history, yeah, not, yeah. not, not with the game, but with myself, but I'm, I'm not getting into that because that's private and we don't need to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But I'm glad that I finally got around to it this year for our Halloween series because holy crap, this third act is one of the greatest I have ever played in gaming. And if you, if my audience are listening to the whistle feed, yes, I am talking about Deadly Premonition. It is my number five best game I played in 2021. It's um, just so, so weird. This game should not exist, I feel like. You know what? Yeah, that's the sentence that I should say. This game should not exist, but I'm so glad it does. Oh, I am happy that it does. And not even just that, that somehow fucking swervy sweary yeah yeah sweary has able to make a career because this like just hearing about the development of this game it just definitely just seems like this was just kind of sent to die and just kind of like this might have been like a career ending game just because of just financial it, it became a cult classic it became a cult classic and it's still probably in my opinion well, okay, I don't want to say his best game, but definitely his most noticeable game. I yeah, I wouldn't call it his best game because I would I would say personally the best game he's worked on of recent was JJ Mack building the Island of Memories. Um, 
that game is quite good. I'm not going to say shit about it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the... And I'm not going to get into, like, the end of, like, the third act of Deadly Termination because I want people to play Deadly Termination. If you not... Yeah, we can't say much about this. If you haven't played Deadly Premonition, it, like... If you haven't played Deadly Premonition, I don't know if I can if I can recommend it to you. I mean, here's how I'm going to recommend Do you like the show Twin Peaks? Do you... Do you like... What? Do you like really jank mechanics? <laughs> do you... Do you like piss poor Resident Evil 4 controls? <laughs> do you love uh, this, the tone of the game not knowing what the fuck it is at times? But oh, we know what the fuck it is. Let's okay. be clear about that. Okay, that's... Okay, fair enough. But... <laughs> Fair enough there. But do you also love very charming, quirky characters? And an actual mystery that, I'm not going to lie, is actually pretty well thought out for the most part. I, yeah, I, it, it has some interesting twists and turns that when you actually think about it are like pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, like the um, narrative of this game is actually probably the strongest of the game, like the, about the game. Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I would. I would definitely say that the narrative is its strong suit. Everything else, it, it it reminds me of like when we talk about like indie films, indie films that are incredibly ambitious, but don't have the budget to do what they want. Yeah. Like when we talk about films like that, where it's like, oh man, this has a really cool idea, but be because of certain things, it's just fumbling as it's going <laughs> like it, it gets to the touchdown but the entire time it's holding the ball going eh! <laughs> like <laughs> yeah remember when this game would call rainy woods <laughs> God. Um, God. i mean yeah like this game has such a i mean and here's the thing it's not like it's not known at this point if you have ever been interested in this game you probably know about this game's history and stuff like that and how this was a budget title and critics hated it but then like a year later it started resurfacing again because it's like no this game's actually good but I remember for... the reasons why was best friends play yeah best friend did, did their playthrough of it and it became like one of the biggest things they ever did it, early on I, I don't know if like this is like one of the best like this is definitely not one of the first games that really benefited in the internet age yep but it's definitely I would say one of the most noteworthy games from the internet, early internet age, I feel like. Yeah, it, it honestly, honestly, uh, them playing that and Yakuza 4 did more for those franchises, really bringing some of that stuff to the West than I, I've seen most marketing for those games do. <laughs> yeah, because again, like, could this game review? Until they just played it. Yeah, like. And we'll, we'll get to Yakuza here. Don't worry. Oh, we'll get to Yakuza. Um, but Deadly Premonition, like, it's just, like, the the reason why this game got such a good, good cult following is because the internet fan base at the time, like, the critics hated it, but the internet, like, was rallying behind this game to the point, like, it got a re-release in 2013 for the PS3, which is infamously worse. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be here. Um, and then I played the Switch version, which I know isn't the best version. I know the 361 is still the best version of the game, which I kind of yeah, would. Fine. I, but I, from what I heard, it's like definitely one of the closest. And yeah, it has like some weird issues, but it's not like deal breaker. It, it's honestly a marginal difference. It's one of those things where unfortunately you're already walking into jank. Might as well just go all in. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like, like I, I, I'm fine with the version I played and like this game, oh God, like it's just, 
it, it is one of the most memorable gaming experiences I will probably ever have, mostly because as much as I love Dale Cooper in 12 Peaks, it's like the reason why I love Franchise George Morgan. Like he is such a great character in like his goofy charm and actually like what you find out in his backstory. It's just, uh, I, I love him so much. There's so many little twists along the way. It's great. Yeah, like every, I think every character, like George is a great character. Emily is a great character. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Naomi Watts. Oh wait, her name is Emily. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, like it's just, it's such a, it's it's a game that it's like, you will know if you are interested into this game yeah like, i'm not gonna sell you on this game and then just like go you're either gonna go yes or no <laughs> and you know from second one and i will yeah. tell you right now the first part of the game is absolutely the worst part of the game like where you start off it is nothing that that is nothing what that game is once you actually get out of the first yeah. part and go into the town of greenvale um which i want to say greendale so goddamn bad because of freaking community um that's when the game truly opens up and oh god it's just i'm i'm finally glad i beat this game because that third act holy crap is what like it, i did not see that coming for better and for worse but it actually narrative wise i was like oh my god this is actually a very good murder mystery that yeah. i did not expect this this and this to happen and then they actually do blatantly say like hold to who was the real murderer in the very beginning if you really take a look at context clues and stuff like that this game is just mm. it is it is a mess of a jank game that is very particularly crafted narratively that it, it's it's honestly no game will ever give you the same experience even the sequel which i do enjoy for its for for its merits but yeah. I, I would say i don't think i will ever play a game like deadly premonition ever again yeah, same thing. I enjoyed the sequel a lot. I think it was fairly well done. Um, but it is one of those... It, it's very hard to recreate the feeling of the original. Especially um, after the time it's been. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it comes from a very specific era. It comes from a very specific feel. Um, there's a lot I still like about 2. Um, and... Uh, especially its murder mystery plotline, I think it has a very interesting feel. Um, I, I agree. I do agree. It It is something where, like, there is something to be said about the time, place, and how it came about. Like, the era of 360 games and such, where, like, this was this came out and was a thing. Well, originally, this was going to be Rainy Woods on the PSP, I On the believe. PS2. Yeah, it looks like a PS2 game. It, it like it looks even pre-PS2 in some way. Like, I wow. mean, that's the thing. Like, this game, even when it came out in 2010, looked bad. Like, this did not... Like, this definitely looked like it's just an HD PS2 game. Yeah. And even that, I'm like, I can't even give it that much credit. Like, the, yeah. the game's art direction, I actually do enjoy. But the game visually... Which, funny enough, actually ties into, like, one of the other games I've talked about in my top five. I love games that, like, graphically look horrible, but artistic, art style-wise, save it from looking like shit. Because, um, mm. but, yeah, like, it, that era of game, like, the 360 and stuff like that, it's so weird. Like, it, it's, and it also blows my mind, like, that game came out in that era. Like, it, because, I, I don't know, there's just this, 
This game came out the same year as Red Dead Redemption 1 and Super Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> and I'm sorry about Super Mario Galaxy 2 that I found very funny. Like, I thought you were going to say 1, and I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. Then you said 2, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it came out in 2010, 2000. Oh, that's way later than I thought. <laughs> yeah, 2010. I mean, this game was supposed to come out so many times. Like, this... If you're fascinated with this game, I actually would recommend like going through like the Deadly Premonition archives. Uh, there's a channel on that. They do a really good retrospective of the game, like even like the early development of Rainy Woods. Um, oh, that's cool. There's a lot, like there's so many great takes on Deadly Premonition. That's when I knew I loved this game is when I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole after I beat it of just the narrative and just what people thought about this game. That's when I knew this game did a, its job where I'm like, Okay, I clearly wasn't, like, I clearly, this game took an impact on me. That I want to know what other people are talking about it. And this is why it's at your number five. It, it's my number five game of 2021 here. All right. But what's your number five here, my friend? So my number five is No More Heroes 3. I, I'm not going to like, that's a little higher than I thought from you. I thought it would make your top three, but, you know, I'm glad it's made your top five. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it, I was about to say, I'm like, you probably, it's probably lower than you expect, but once you hear my four, three, two, and one, you'll, you'll understand why it's a bit lower. Um, I know, uh, uh, do you have this at all in your top five at all? It's, it's in my top three. I'm not going to say where because oh, oh, I don't. Okay. I'll hold off talking till we get to that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 but like, uh, just kind of brief, just a brief, brief reason why it's like your number five. As my number five, I, I, I mean, I, I could talk about this at length, but I, I really like a, a lot about the game. Um, I think, in my personal opinion, it's, I almost want this to be the end of the series for me. Um, I'll get in. Yeah, I don't believe Suda Fifty One saying that this is the end. I, I yeah, don't believe um, it. But I'll be. Uh, Even though he did tweet at me at that, which I was, that's I, one of my favorite moments in the, game, the year twenty twenty one. Suda tweeted. Yeah tweet back at me yeah um Sorry. i personally am a, a i love a lot about the game but even still in terms of its like narrative and story i still love the tone of one one in tsa the most i i still like the the more the, the darker tones of one in tsa um than i then and this game like kind of hinted at, yeah hinted yeah. at it Three is, I, I've described it as one is a deconstruction of video games as a medium. It is the darker, sort of harsh look at what all this violence is and how desensitizing it gets. And like what we actually look at, uh, speaking of Doki Doki Club from earlier. Yeah. Um, this is a reconstruction. It's an enjoyment. And it like, if I were to describe it's one is Evangelion, three is Gurren Lagann. It is just the absolute insanity, it's the love and the aspects of everything that makes video games. Um, and kind of, especially with Travis, a character now being in a healthy place in his life, he now actually has people around him and people that care about him. Unlike in one, where he's just somebody that is kind of an asshole, only really has one friend, and kind of is uh, taken advantage of not kind of is taken advantage of yeah um and so i love a lot about three but it is one of those things where i'm glad it exists i'm glad it's like this but my personal joy is that one in tsa sort of like darker harsher looks and 
you'll understand why it's not higher. Yeah, when I and we'll we'll dive into it because this is in my yeah. top three. I'm not gonna but spoil yeah. it because it is um like you know since this is in my top three, I definitely want to not spoil it there. Uh, oh yeah, but we'll it's, definitely it, we'll we'll probably talk about this a lot more in depth once we get to it here. Yeah, it's just a personal taste thing. Yeah, which is, All right. that's fair. That's completely understandable. Number All right, four. number four for me, another series that you recommended to me. Um, oh shit! I'm your list at this point. Yeah, I know. Like, I think I finally got around to a lot of the games. Okay, that you recommend this one is, and I know it wasn't just me, but I know that I was. I, on yeah, I mean, you and your free lonely roommate, uh, been singing this series praise as long as I guys known you since we first met. Yeah, um, this which, is this is one of the series that actually, um, my root like when when we first met was one of the series that like we actually essentially bonded over that we were like oh we're friends because we both enjoy this thing um and uh, there was another thing that we both hated so it was very easy for us to get along <laughs> yeah like i get and, i mean and this is also a series i've always been aware of like mm -hmm. especially me being a like a sega fan like of course i have heard about this franchise like it's just and and i knew like it's sudden popularity or it's in popularity, it got with you uh, a certain entry in 2016 or well, 2017. I would, even say, I would even say, thank once again, thank thank best friends play for for really making it popular. <laughs> and did you know this game is now uh, the the this series has sold over 20 million copies now? Yeah, the the fact the fact that Pat kept screaming, "Please localize five. <laughs> for years made everyone start screaming please localize five and they finally localized five and they they did and this does uh this does do an honorable mention here because i played two two of these games and um the one's actually my number four and the one is a very it probably would probably be like a 0.5 but definitely an honorable mention here um my honorable mention is yakuza zero which is yeah. i definitely think if you're going to start with the franchise, it's either with Yakuza 0, which it's a phenomenal game. And I loved every, even with my issues with it, I had such a, a fun time with it that I, I'm, I'm glad I finally got to experience it thanks to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and also, this game goes on sale so frequently, so like definitely give it a try. You can get it on PC, you can get it on yeah. like, so much. You can so. get it on an, except the Switch, which is the reason why I couldn't play it for the longest time. Um, but the real other number two that you could probably start the franchise with if you want, kind of like what I'm doing, is my number four, which is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, I would say it's a bit harder because there are some characters that are legacy characters in that. that I don't do think they're. I don't think they're as much. They're you. They're definitely it's in the game. As, it's not as bad, but the impact of like those reveals are so much more when you've been through the entire franchise i will agree i will agree like explicitly one there's one boss fight in particular which is a double boss fight and knowing those two characters and what they've been through the entire time you're just standing there going oh they're taking it easy on me <laughs> like you're just like oh oh they're taking it easy on me um <laughs> My favorite is one boss fight where you can tell this character's not even doing his full combo. He's literally just taking it easy on all four of us. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just so good. But, I mean, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I have to do stress uh, stress this before I do sing this game's praise. 
Um, as of right now, I have not fully complete and beat this game. I am on chapter oh, no. 10. Um, so I know like some people like, you know, to beat the game before to really get a census on it, which I completely understand. But I will say this. I'm pretty far into the game story. I feel like I have seen this game enough that I feel it, like I have seen all I can really seen outside of story beats. Yeah, you're you're at chapter ten. Like you, you, we were talking about, and I also been doing side missions. Like I have probably put 40, 60 hours into this game because I just yeah, been doing I, side. I'm, for the experiences that you've had, it's already this high, and I, I'm I've even reassured. Trust me, the ending does not drop the ball. That's like, what I figured. And I don't think it, I was not going to get that expectation. No, this, in my opinion, it's actually one of my absolute favorite endings to a Yakuza game. I, I think it's high up there. Well, and I think the reason why Yakuza Like a Dragon spoke to me more than uh, Yakuza 0, even though I love Majima as a character, and I like Kiru as a character, but Kiru is definitely yeah. the straight man. He's definitely the straight man of the series. Where Kiru doesn't. Huh? You need to play Kiwami in order to really see Kiryu's story. That's the issue. Is like that's all true. Stuff in, in I have Zero. watched retrospects and stuff like that, so I do have an idea. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I I will say I haven't played it, so I I, I will give you that. But I yeah, I, I would say one and two in particular, Kiwami one and two. You're I would even say two, even uh, just as much, really give you a, a better sense of Kiryu's character um and what he does it's one of those things where zero is weird because it, it has to set up all of that yeah which i recognize Kiryu. that playing in yeah you can't have kiryu really doing as much um so that's the reason why like half the game feels like set up for things while the other half of the game is like a legitimate character arc um with majima so it, it's in a weird state um but i Yakuza Like a Dragon doesn't have to have that issue because it's it, mostly new cast. Well, it just blows my mind that this was actually just a fucking April Fool's joke that just became fully realized. Like, they <laughs> they did this as a joke. Like, they pitched, like, oh, the next Yakuza game is a JRPG. The, the RPG was a joke. They were already planning with the character for him to be the next uh, protagonist because he was even revealed in, like, their mobile game. Um, as, like, here's the new protagonist for Yakuza. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this dude? What's with his hair? Uh, What's going on? Oh, God. You want to know how many times I've played this on stream? Because I've been playing it on stream. And people just go with the Eric Andre and Weekend references on me with it. And I'm like, I mean, I don't blame you because I see it myself. <laughs> I, yeah. But it, it, good job. Ichiban's one of my absolute favorite oh. characters. I think that's the reason why Like a Dragon grabbed me so much. Because Ichiban as a character is so, like, it is hard not to love him. It is. Yeah, he is literally one of the sweetest, like, you pure-hearted people I have ever played in video games. Who can also just hold his own on a fight. Like. He is, he is a Dragon Quest ear hero. Oh, oh. Unfortunate mental problems seeing the world as video games. Oh god. And I love that that's what how they justify the battle mechanics. Like it's just like one, the fact that they do not hide the fact that this is a Dragon Quest game. Like love letter. Dragon Quest like twenty times. Like to, yeah, it got to the point I'm like, oh yeah, they definitely had to pay Square Enix. <laughs> this is the freest marketing I've ever seen. Yeah, like I'm be honest yakuza 7 is the persona 5 i wanted 
I no, and that's another thing. It reminded me of Persona, like, like it's, Persona, like I. And that's the thing. It's like where I feel like even though like I love Persona Five Golden and I love like um the Persona Four Golden. I mean, yeah, Persona Four Golden, Persona yeah, Five. Yeah, you, you haven't played Persona Five yet. I right? haven't played Persona Five yet, and I really want to. I, I, I I'm, gonna, I'm I'm gonna be one of those people that's like I like the two duology three and four more than I like five. I lo- <laughs> I know a lot of people like that. Like I, I I'm just. There's I do want to. Parts of it. Yeah, like, but like, I I think why this game grabbed me because I'm not the biggest JRPG fan. Like, I like the no. I like the medium. I will say I've finally been diving into it more with like Final Fantasy IX in the past couple years, uh, Persona yeah. games in a couple. Yeah, like I I have have been diving into it, but like before then, like, and I mean, okay, granted, it still is one of my favorite games of all time. Like Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door was probably the closest I got to it outside of Super Mario RPG, which I do love Super Mario RPG, but I do prefer Paper Mario: The uh, Thousand Year Door. Thousand, thousand Year Door, yeah. Thousand Year Door is just fucking wild all over the place. It, it's one of those games that you keep on forgetting is a Mario game because you're like, wait, what? First off, going to a town that has a noose in the center. Oh man, it's great. That's, that's like the that's one of my favorite things. This is a Mario game where you go to a town and in the center of the fucking town is a noose, and you're just like, that is way too hardcore for a Mario game. I'm that's in. that's when you that's when you realize like Nintendo just didn't give a fuck during the GameCube era. This is why I love the GameCube era a lot. And they were never allowed to do anything nearly as cool ever. I know, goddamn. But Damn. like, but to digress, like, so I'm not the biggest JRPG fan, but just the mechanics here, it just. It just spoke to me. Like I played this just as a testing out, cause like I, so uh, I played this randomly on one stream. They're like, like, cause we were just kind of like, cause I was like messing around with Game Pass and stuff. And they're like, do you play a Yakuza game? I'm like, okay, like, what do you guys want me to play? Like Zero, like a Dragon. And they're like, try like a Dragon since it's the newest one. And I already played like I'm about 20 hours into Zero at this point. I I played Yakuza like a Dragon for a bit, and I'm like, I want to play this more than Zero. I am That's more. Weird. I am more captivated with this game. And this game does take a while to really start. Like the pro the prologue it, it, it's again, it's not as long as like Persona 4, but it's a good like 2 oh, to yeah. 3 hours. Persona 4's I, prologue is pretty long. Yeah. Like but but um the prologue for this game is about 2 to 3 hours for you to feel like to truly open up the game. Um I can't wait for you to play 3 persona 3 i mean uh one day one day one day i i can't wait for you to see that fucking opening it's my favorite opening it's one of my favorite one of my favorite openings in a jrpg because it hits you so fucking hard so quickly <laughs> I, but just like i love the battle battle mechanic and maybe be also the fact that because our protagonist views it as literally a fucking dragon quest encounter and also the fact that they do not hide the fact that they love dragon quest this is a love letter to dragon quest this even man though is having hallucinations that it's dragon. let's let's not beat around the bush there are moments where he's doing stuff and characters are going what are you doing yeah they're like what the fuck like this is not a video game like and that's what i love it's like they, they this game is one part out of reality but also the other part isn't it's in that happy medium of like you know this character who is very capable of do, doing the stuff that he is doing but also had to justify the jrpg mechanics because he is also grew up with uh this one game franchise so much that he just views every encounter like it to the point that also i know dragon uh, like a dragon is also like a theme with the yakuza series but also plays a little 
nod well, to Dragon you, Quest. You, you know, you know what his tattoo on his back is, right? Yeah. It's 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 a a somewhat water dragon, which is like a dragon. Yeah. Huh, it's, hey. it's, it's not totally a dragon. It's like a dragon. This game's which, title plays so much on on so many things yeah. here. There, there's so many there's so many things the fact the fact that he's he's got kind of the stuff like Kiryu but he's not fully he's 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 got his whole thing with it it's yeah. I, I love Ichiban he's just great and not even just I love Ichiban I love all your party members like every, every character is amazing yeah every character is great like I love our party even like the villains like I am like actually like invested like I'm like I want to oh, take the these fuckers are, down the villains are incredible it, it it's got yeah no we talked about like uh memorable like we were talking about memorable villains in some of the previous things of like going ah the villain of this was a yeah but no yakuza, yakuza doesn't have that problem <laughs> yakuza 7 has one of uh yakuza 7's the 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 main villains of that cast are so fucking good that they they rival some of like the greats in the rest of the series so yeah totally it's it's such and it's just so weird like this is kind of like a reboot no i don't want to say reboot but definitely like a refresh it's, it's, it's a new series it's a new yeah. part of the series it's not yeah. a reboot we're not doing carry you it's just a whole new thing yeah it's just a whole new thing like it's for like it's it's hard for games to even like knock it out of the park that they feel like this is a wordy successor to like what came before it but not even just that this game just knocks it out of the park to the point that it's one of the best of its own franchise and this is where we're gonna go on from here on out where i am very excited to see where this series go i hope to god we hear some news about yakuza 8 this year i think we will i they said that it's it's been in in development so like we know it's cooking I just would like to know if it's like, will we potentially get it this year? I don't think so. I say 2023, but I would love to see like this, you know, the tease, yeah. the tease to say the least. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to see a trailer or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. But like, yeah, like the characters are great. And not even just that, it still has all the Yakuza trademarks. Like the fact that the story is played it so like play it straight, but like the side stories get super si silly that you feel yeah, like you're watching a Simpsons Yakuza. episode. And welcome then- yeah, and then like the mini games that are actually fun on an old ride. Like you could try to yeah. keep stay awake uh watching a movie with the the man sheeps trying to put you to sleep or well, play Virtual Fighter 2 in the yeah. Sega arcades. Like yeah. or play Mahjong with a, your one of your homeless buddies, you know? Like Mahjong? Maj <laughs> yeah, I cannot. Sorry. You cannot pronounce that. Mahjong. Yeah, Mahjong. I, I, I... <laughs> Don't worry. Um, you can make fun yeah, of me yeah, in the comments here, kids. Yeah, but Yakuza. Yeah. Welcome to Yakuza's. It's a good time. I I am glad that like even though I I I did beat Zero recently and I really like Zero and I do want to play uh you know you Yakuza Kiwami. yeah Kiwami yeah. and Kiwami too like I do want to get into the series but like oh my god like I did not expect like a dragon to just make the impact that it is that it's like not even just like my fourth favorite game that i played this year it's just one of my favorite games i ever played like it is yeah. just it is a game that i every time i talk about it i always am just filled with happiness because i just want people to experience what i've been experiencing with this game and it is still on game pass by the way y'all like this game is still on game pass so if you have microsoft right. game pass all the hell fucking try play it and right. e and even then like i think it's worth full price but this game does go on sale quite a bit i think it's worth you just it's like if you love jrpgs you love 
Huh. Yeah, if you love JRPGs, you love Dra Dragon Quest references, you love very dorky but very lovable, capable protagonists, do you love this a, a amazing cast of characters, good and bad, that just grips with a very great narrative? Like, there's not a lot of downsides I could really say about this game outside of, like, yeah, the battle mechanic is can be kind of... It's great. It's great, but it, it it's is. A first, it's a first try. Yeah, it's a first try. That's really it. And, first try. And and that's the thing. It's like it's. It may seem like a criticism, but then I'm also like I'm praising it because I'm like, damn, this is a very good first try. And a person who is not a real big JRPG fan, not that I hate them, I'm I've been slowly getting into you it. Don't you? You're just not. It, you haven't. You haven't been baked in the oven of JRPGs for years like I have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But, like, this game just spoke to me the way that it has that, like... Like, even to, like, even to this day, they're probably still some of my more successful streams because I just have so much fun playing them. And it's just so fun to see the wackiness of this game with my chat. Like, I just got, like, the birthday cake move. And I love, like, just ending... If, if, it, if it's, like, like, my character who I have that ability towards, if I'm able to, like, defeat the boss or battle encounter with it i always do because it's such a funny way to end a battle it's like happy birthday slab a cake in their face and that's the that's the end of the battle um those are moments that you can have with this game um it's just and then the classes i yeah the class system is kind of eh. like i like the attempt i like that it's jobs and they do come with very fun character costumes and stuff like that here but um there's definitely you're definitely just gonna find one that that you love and you just stick with yeah that's the one thing is i feel like it it, it needs a little bit more it, it need it, you need more reason for learning to switch them over time and that's that's the one thing is like you're a little bit more railroaded into min maxing one yes for a good while i agree yeah like... so uh, yeah i do wish that there was more of a reason to switch classes um Especially for certain characters, certain characters are just like their default class is too good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's but... yeah, that's the problem. It's like I want to experiment with other classes because I have done that, but I learned that I'm like I am wasting so much time on trying to do this when it's like their default class is honestly their best. Yeah. Um. All right. That nice. it's. But yeah, yeah. Like, yes, if you want more, like the you know the more character, you know the you know series moments yes yakuza zero is definitely the better start but if yakuza like a dragon does speak to you a little bit more i do think it is a good starting off place if you know that you might miss some of the references to yeah there's going to be some characters showing up that you're going to be like okay why is this person important <laughs> and it's going to be like well <laughs> yeah who's but... this big bolt dude well <laughs> oh my god god some of the that one probably really lost you um it it, it did it did. there's this there's a lot of stuff but i i i i can't sing this game's praises enough but um we are we, you know we got we got to move on here a bit play yakuza like a dragon for the love of god just please play it please please play it here but uh what's yep. your what's what's your number four here my friend number four is metroid dread speaking of jrpgs we've got metroid dread um no um yeah we talked about this before on the previous episode yeah we, we yeah there's so not got really nothing to fucking say on this one um outside it's just a very damn good game very solid game it's at my number four for good reasons i just wanted a metroid game as i 
you know, I mentioned before with Toho Luna Nights, I really like Metroidvanias. I, it's just a genre that I grew up on. Um, and just having a solid, just straight Metroid game, right? Uh, like, I, I, I love all the Metroidvanias that have taken, like, the influence from the Castlevania. And I, I've been replaying through the Castlevania games now that they're on Switch, on the Game Boy Advance ones. Um, and it's, you know, I love those games that have, like, the leveling systems and everything, that have all the stuff, the RPG mechanics. And, but sometimes I just want a Metroid-style game where it's, like, just straight power upgrade this 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 and just has a this simpler progression with just some fun combat and exploration and this is just that yeah and, and that's oh sorry. all i needed yeah that <laughs> yeah, i no. mean and you hit the nail on me and spoiler alert this is my number three this is my number three here um, all right so we're, we're going to your number th so we'll just, this will cross right into your number yeah. three <laughs> yeah like yeah like it's actually worked out because this actually was my number three and you you you, cool. you, you nail the head on the like the you need a head on the hammer here like it this and this is actually and we this was the previous episode so if you want more of our intake on it we definitely go into it a lot more in our previous uh episode of the podcast yeah, we talked about a fuck ton it was just us just sitting there going blah, blah, blah. It, it literally us circuit jerking the game it was like yeah it was just like oh man it, please it, do more but it, it's yeah it's like it's this game deserves all the success it's been getting it's 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 and this is coming from a fan a person who always admired metroid from a distance but never truly got into the series metroid prime is like probably the closest i ever got to it but even then like i played those casually and metroid dread being my true two first 2d metroid just fucking clicked and yeah. i i i cannot sing this game praises enough and it has some of my favorite moments i had in 2021 this game deserves all the love and recognition it deserves and it definitely deserves my number three spot here hey, but uh what is your number three? My number three. All right, so we're we're now in the top three line. My number three is. All right, so we're gonna get into the fighting games, which I, I was talked about. I'm a, I was shocked. Games. Yeah, I was like, I'm shocked. I haven't heard a single fighting game. Up. So number three is Melty Blood Type Lumina, Ooh. which is the newest installment of Melty Blood, and the reason why I say newest is this is not an update to the previous versions. This is a whole new game. Similar to how like Street Fighter Four was a whole new game from Street Fighter Three, so that it, like that it's not a, it's it, well a lot of these games, especially with anime fighters, have like very weird names. This is a totally new game. Um, it's made by the same people that made the previous version of Melty Blood way back in the mid to early two thousands, along with the people that made uh, along with it's the same team that also made Undernight Inbirth, which is one of my favorite series. I absolutely love that series. It's super fucking fun. Um, while having the absolute craziest fucking names for everything. Uh, complete nonsense. Oh my god. Uh, do you know what Melty Blood is, Troy? No. Do you know anything about the franchise? So, here's the hilarious thing about the franchise. It was originally a fan game. As most great franchises was. <laughs> Melty Blood, the original Melty Blood, was a fan game based on a visual novel called Tsukihime. Um, oh and Tsukihime was made by and it's 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 kind of it's not in like the timeline but it's, it's tied to in weird ways it's got like some of the same rules think of it like an smt game where it's 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 off but like it's not a part of the main thing yeah um uh to the fate universe and fate stay night and all that stuff fate zero so the Tsukihime, and so it wasn't well it did okay it wasn't nearly as popular as fate obviously fate's a fucking massive monolith um 
but um, it had its fans. And so this group of people got together and made a fighting game based on a visual novel. Now let's think about that for five seconds. They had to take whatever was written and make moves out of it. <laughs> they had nothing. But it also made a whole lot of kind of new and weird mechanics. Like things like reverse speed, where instead of just going light, medium, heavy, you can also go heavy, medium, light, or any combination between. You can basically press the buttons in any order. It made it really easy to pick up because you can just combo whatever the fuck you want. Combo. And you're good. Yeah. So, um, what's really funny is that like it was a really jank. Like I, I've actually seen what the original version of this game of uh, Melty Blood is. It's hilarious. But um, uh, the uh, uh, the um, Tight Moon. Um, literally looked at it and went, yo, that's fucking cool. You want to make it official? Fuck yeah, they did. And so they- I love hearing actual, those stories. Yeah, they became an actual company called Soft Circle French Bread. <laughs> they keep doing weird names. I love them. And they, they made this whole series of Melting Blood. And then for years, they updated it until they got to, what was it called? Actress Again, Current Code. Um, that was the last one. Um, so much- Vote in like I think 2007. Um, so that's how big this indie game became. Um, and then they were like, Oh, let's do our own thing, and they made their own series called Undernight in Birth. And now they got to go back, and with uh, Suki Hime actually start getting these re release slash remake versions, they were allowed to or contract. I don't know what the deal is with the development, they got to make a whole new Melty Blood. Um, and it has rollback netcode. Um, it plays well, and it even has, because Fate Stay Night's the more popular thing, they even brought in frickin' <laughs> a good old Saber is in the game. Oh my <laughs> god. Character. Um, and you, it, when that character got revealed, I posted in some chats, and I remember seeing some friends going, well, goddammit, I have to buy this game now. I don't even play fighting games, but I thought like Saber. So it was it was a hilarious thing where um, if you're a new player, this game actually isn't that bad to get into. It's fairly easy to start. Like it's got auto combos on every button. It's got um, like so, uh, similar to like Dragon Ball Fighters as you've played before. Yes. Um, it's it's got uh, even the general combo system. You can there's a lot of basic stuff that you can get into, but it definitely has a higher level. Um, it's still early on. There's still the shield mechanic I'm uh, people have talked about at length in more serious video or serious discussions. I'm not going to get into it much. Um, I just wish that it was a bit more risk reward than kind of the more rock, paper, scissors it becomes. I wish that there was a little bit more risk reward in using it um, in terms of uh, meter usage, but that's just my personal feelings of it. I also play a gra the grappler in the game, so obviously I've got my opinions. Um, <laughs> I just barrel through it so i don't care um but uh it it is a it is a very good game it's very fun it feels good i i played it a lot and if i was going to tournaments this i would definitely be uh playing this at tournaments i just haven't gone to tournaments in a very long time um it's a good game it's really fun and um, where can I pick like pick this up? Like, is it on I'm, Melty Blood I'm... Type Lumina? This game, uh, obviously, on PS4. I think it's on PS4 uh, or PS4, PS5, PC, and um, I think it's also on Xbox. Yeah, it's on Xbox. Um, it's just one of those things where um, I will have to give the little asterisk of yeah, PS4, Switch, Microsoft Windows, and Xbox One. Um, it's one of those things I have to give the little asterisk of it of 
uh, it does not have crossplay. So uh, I always hate that. Yeah, you're uh, you're more likely to play get matches on PS4 and PC. Um, those would be the ones I would recommend getting it on, just because you are going to get more people playing that game on those. Um, there's a lot less people, especially in terms of anime fighters. Like Microsoft isn't really known for anime games. <laughs> yeah, they, they they tried and it, it, it did not succeed. Well, you, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot less people who are gonna be playing a weird anime fighter on on xbox yeah no it makes so, yeah it makes i was just curious for, and also for everyone who's listening who, who, yeah yeah um so if um i do recommend it highly in terms of just it's a really fun game it's not that hard to pick up it does uh have it does have some weird stuff in it but i think it's not nearly as bad um in terms of like being a, a sinkhole of a not understanding what's going on um and uh first day online i got to beat low tier god <laughs> nice Congrats. Uh, that clip, I think, got deleted from the internet, but you might be able to find it. <laughs> oh, man. You could just put that here. Yeah, man. Well, I don't think I can find it. It's, uh, it was my uh, PS4 account. You can see, look up Low Tier God fighting a coma. I think I was his first match in the game, and I got to beat him. I got to claim that. Wait a <laughs> second. I didn't even think I was fighting him. I saw the name and I was like, this can't actually be low tier God. <laughs> and then when we found out it was dream, oh. he rage quit. Oh God. Glorious. Yeah. Oh, so, that was my number three. Let's go to number two. Yeah. Let's, let's get to the number two here, which is our top two here. So honestly, I'm not going to lie. Number like my top three, honestly could all be my game of the years for different reasons. Um, but I particularly have like number two, if I have to like go from like a, you know, like a critical eye, like a crit, like, you know, like just all, all like, you know, just it hits all the notes, like checkbox of a great game. And it has very few flaws. Like, you know, you, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like there's like that personal yeah. game of the year where, you know, like you re recognize the flaws, but you kind of forgive it because it just ticks. It just takes all your boxes, but then you look at something that's so well-polished that it's like, yeah, this is just amazing. Yeah, well-polished and stuff like that. So that's kind of like my number two, which like here, and it is a game that honestly, I am shocked even one came out in the state that it did. Two, two came out to the critical success. Okay, maybe not the critical success, but came out to like the fanfare that it did. And three, the backing that this game had at launch is kind of like, damn, they really wanted this game to succeed. Um, where I can't say the first game had that same uh, same problem. Um, the first game has a very special spot in my heart because it's one of my favorite games of all time. And it is the first episode, the first game I ever did on the show, the first ever episode here. And I, this game has been in development for God knows how long. We've been aware of this game. And... I'm not going to lie. I was nervous about this game until literally closer to its release when we finally got to see more of its gameplay. And I'm like, oh God, this actually looks like the the game that I've been wanting for a while. And it's it, it nails the landing to the point. I think it's as good as the first game. And yes, I am talking about Psychonauts 2. I... Oh, yeah. I fucking yeah. love this game. This... I would even go on record to say this is probably Tim Schafer and Double Fine's best game. I would not fight that statement. <laughs> like, I I definitely, especially replaying one, actually, this 
this year again on stream. I do love one, but I definitely have like some issues with it. Uh, Meat Circus, um, with it, um, that you definitely you could feel the 2005 jank of it all. Yeah, the, the, it's time. Yeah, and it's, and it's one and, of those issues of time. It's just yeah, it's just time on that. But Psychonauts two, it it feels like a damn good 3D platformer with a triple A budget that isn't a Mario title. Which I'm is... so glad Double Fine landed that because for years they were kind of in this weird state of putting out things that did okay. Yeah. Like, like what was it? I did, was it Banner Saga that they put out? No, what that wasn't. I know the area you're talking about. I forget like those games because it's like I'm aware of that era because it's like I know people who talk because I love Tim Schafer, but that's yeah. kind of when I was kind of like I fell off a bit because none of them really personally spoke to me. See, my, my, for me, uh, and this game has flaws. This game has massive flaws. I need to be clear, but there is a warm place in my heart for Brutal Legend. I, I, I mean, I, grew I do love Brutal Legends as well. And I do recognize <laughs> like, it's flawed, but I, I, I grew up as a metalhead and like, as much as like the RTS stuff is, is half baked and it's like kind of a hack. I don't care, man. <laughs> just you can't do that game again like the thing is it, it, uh, too many uh, it, it you can't do that with i think too many of like the classic metalhead people that you would have to bring in for that yeah are, like too old now like they you can't or even unfortunately are no longer here yeah unfortunately yeah uh, rest in peace lemmy yeah. um yeah it's like i still remember going through that and it's like oh man just let me kill misters here or oh man there's rob halford and it's like, yeah, uh, or like Ozzy Osbourne's the guy that fucking upgrades your car. <laughs> and I mean, I wouldn't even say this. Like, that's actually, like, that game is probably, like, one of my favorite performances ever of Jack Black. Like, he is, oh he is hilarious in that game. You can tell he's just having so much fucking fun. And, like, I love the, I love the work relationship that Tim Schafer and Jack Black had gotten because yeah. of that game. Because he does come up in Psychonauts 2. And it does a beautiful thing where it, like, you can tell it's easily Jack Black, but it's not like he's the star of the show because he's Jack Black. He's just a character voiced by Jack Black. Yeah. No, he play uh, Jack Black can still play characters. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like because I feel like it's so easy, especially in video game, when you got a big Hollywood celebrity to voice one of your characters to just like get all your money's worth out of them by making them like, hey, we got this person here. This is all we're gonna talk about. Um, 12 <laughs> i'm about to say 12 minutes kind of has that problem even though i do like all the performances in that game oh the performances are good it's just you can tell it was very much uh riding on some of that <laughs> yeah but like and like one of the and the level that jack black's in he's not one of my favorite parts about that level it's like the world itself is so fascinating and also it has a great song at the end that rounds it out but like brutal legends i want to i would love to talk about that game at one point um, but I, I'm pretty sure you have saw Tim Schafer's like interviews on that game and like, Oh yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's a fascinating, it's fascinating to see how that headspace was. It, it was a weird game. You, I don't think we could ever get a, I would be shocked if a sequel to that was ever made. I'm glad Psychonauts finally got one. I, I'm about to it, say it, 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 it needed one. I'm about to say, I think out of all the friends, like at that point, like Psychonauts was the one I was more curious about the world and wanted yeah, to see like. Well, Brutal Legend does end on kind of a cliffhanger, but it's it's something hard. Like, 
if a game came out after it, then totally. But it it would be really hard to pull that. So many, I, they'd have to do something really weird with it. Um, I'd be interested to see what you could do with that. But the I'm glad Psychonauts two did well. Yeah, no, it's, Psychonauts two seemed to be doing really well, and I mean it deserves all the loving accolades here. This game is, this is what I wanted. This is literally what I wanted for a sequel, like to be. And, and and it blows my mind like this game came out 16 years after the original game like 16 yeah. 17 years give or take and it does not skip a beat this game does not skip a beat doesn't it start like the day after yeah the, it the starts the day after the camp like yeah and they they definitely do hit like rings so like yeah the day after even though knowing that like you the player knowing that it's been some time <laughs> yeah but I, I, it's so good. Like, it does not skip a beat. The game play just feels like a more well-defined, redefined version of the 2005 game. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like, it is tight. It is, it is so controlled. And the new, like, you got, like, the returning uh, psych psychic powers return, but some really cool new ones. Like, I like the mental, uh, I forgot what they're called, the call where it's kind of, I kind of treat it as, like, Raz's homing attack. Where it, but it's like a zip line because mm. you're, you're on a line you can only do it when there's like a, a connecting connecting dots element but it definitely yeah. feels like a homing attack time like feel to me or um that was like the one that sticked out to me the most um or like the drawing ability where you can draw like a little version of yourself to help you in fights and things of that nature like the new the drawing, the drawing ability you mean the okami ability <laughs> the okami ability i mean yeah, yeah i actually did think okami when i thought about it and it's also funny that it's also voice your little uh version your drawing of yourself is voiced by the voice actor of gur which we all know the voice actor of raz is uh also the voice actor of zim so i thought i love i love that touch wait really yeah i didn't know that <laughs> Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm like, I thought, cause like, I think, oh I think, I think he's a great voice actor, but you could definitely tell when he like performs, cause he's like, he doesn't. I, I, I didn't realize that at first, but now that you say that, oh god, I can't unhear it. Well, it was even funny, like speaking of, like my number nine pick in Crash Four, like one of the masks is voiced by the voice actor Raz, and it's just like, oh, this is just Raz to me. Oh um, yeah, there were there was a few that oh, like voice actors for those where we were just sitting there and was like, wait, is that who I think it is? Yeah, <laughs> like, but dude this this game is just so good and also like the narrative is really good like this game goes to places i did not expect it going like it gets dark like it actually does treat its social like you do face i think if there's like an overall theme of this story it's mm -hmm. facing the actions of your con like facing the consequences of your actions no matter yeah. how, how much time has passed because you really get to know more about raz's family which i'm glad that we saw more of like they're so great i love raz's family but we also got to see some of the other psychonauts that we have heard about in the first game uh from you know agent crawlers like stories of them and then like the other stories from the other agent but we finally saw them in action and we see like the 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 bit burden that they feel like they had because of some of the missions that they had to do and some of the actions that they had to do like you mm -hmm. can tell this does raise like it haunts them and i love how they handle it because they handle it beautifully where you know they are very accepting with mental health and you know 
understanding that mental illness isn't as cookie colored or cookie cuttered as a lot of people like to make it out to believe. And I, I pull up applaud it for that alone because it literally is like not an easy thing to do in any medium, let alone a video game. And on top of that, also still being hella funny. Like my God, this game is absolutely hilarious. Like I, I had a smile throughout this game that just, I just, it's just so loving. And like one of my favorite levels of the game is towards the end. And this might be light spoilers. I do plan on talking about this game on the podcast eventually. Cause I do have a lot more I want to say about it, but I do want to mention this part. Like there's a level where you're uh, the theme of it is like, you're dealing with addiction um okay like they actually deal with like addiction like this character clearly has an addiction problem and you go into this psyche and i like how they handled because i don't want to go all how they like go into it because i do want you to play it for yourself but as someone who it's weird to say addiction because i like i don't kind of view it like that but i could all see how some people can kind of view like some of my past actions with addiction i could completely understand that but like someone who like about to be like you know two years sober and stuff like that here like knowing like the trial and tribulations of like giving up something that is habit forming and stuff like that and knowing that you know giving up is just the first step like the first chapter and stuff like that i love how they handled that particular character's arc with it because i think it was very beautifully done and, well nuanced and it just more more power to tim schaefer and like his like his staff at double fine the whole the whole crew at double fine the writers yeah. the artists yeah. And everybody. yeah like don't get me wrong this is like this is like a tim schaefer game like stamp to it like you could definitely tell he like he's the mastermind like how hero kojima is like type stuff but he yeah, all... like a lot of people attribute games to like one person it's like no 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 it's a, it's a whole team well, yeah no Especially with Kojima's games, it's a whole. Oh, it's a whole team, and he would also tell you that. Like he is like, like he seems like a person who understands. Like it's a team effort. Going to bring up that old IGN article. Uh, uh, Was it games are not made by a single person? It's made by, uh, or it's made by a whole team. Says uh, Warren Spector, creator of Deus Ex and System Shock. Yeah, okay. thanks. It thinks I. It's like literally just like the whole thing of like, hey, Warren Spector made these, and the Warren Spector is explicitly going, no. <laughs> no, I know. That's what again why I love Warren Spector. Like he's one of my favorite like uh, person. Ten out of ten, greatest moment. <laughs> and eventually, I will talk about Epic Mickey because I really want to talk about Epic Mickey because oh, that is a game where I know its flaws, but I, it is such a unique game that I am shocked that Disney even let. And apparently, like, there was, like, Warren Spector oh, was trying to see how far he could really push it. I really wish we got what that concept art was. I, um, I, I do, too. But I, And I think the game's actually not bad. But, again. Oh, it's not bad. I just really wanted it to be more horrifying. That's just my, that's just my opinion. I, I'm, I'm uh, in the same boat, but we... I, I the guy who put Warhammer 40K on his fucking list. <laughs> but... I want it to be more terrifying. <laughs> but I, I streamed this game, uh, Psychonauts 2, and I just... I love this. I it's just it's a game that I'm glad it nailed the landing and it got all the love. It like kind of like Metroid Dread. Like it mm-hmm. is a game that we've been kind of wanting for a while, but we were kind of nervous of like what this game would actually be because of the time and just the rocky history of just the developer or the series itself has been kind of going on recently. That I was afraid that it's not going to capture the highs of the originals, 
and I am shocked that it was not even able to capture the highs. It even outperformed some at some yeah. aspects. And I, if this, and, and it's hard for me to pick if I prefer one or two because I would always have a soft spot for one because I just, just for the time when I played it and just what that game means to me personally. But two, like, if this is, if you think two is better than one, I, I honestly agree. I, yeah. uh, and I do think this is Tim Schafer and Double Fine's best game. And I am overly excited to see where this, like, this studio will go next now that Microsoft, like, this kind of eases me of, like, oh, Microsoft buying them now actually, like, Tim Schafer has said in interviews that, this game actually would have not been the state that it was if it wasn't for the Microsoft buyout. Buy oh, probably, yeah. They were going to cut out the boss battles, which are actually really fun and really, like, it goes in the theme of the game. And he said they were going to cut them out if they didn't have, like, the when they got bought out by Microsoft. Like, it definitely got a second win because of that buyout, and you could definitely tell. And it really just makes me... I mean, I don't, I don't, like, support corporate buyouts for all means, but this is definitely one of those best case scenarios and i am very excited to see if double fine does what does next after psychonauts too because yeah. i think this is a chap the beginning of a new chapter for the studio and it's an amazing new chapter and i cannot recommend this game enough it's on game pass definitely give it a look play please it's also on ps4 digitally it's it's worth the price like it's it's one of the greatest games i have ever played in my life and i'm glad this game exists yeah that, and i will i plan on play, doing this game a little bit more in depth in a future episode later this year hopefully if things work out <laughs> but yeah. anyways where's what's your number two my friend well we had fighting game number one time for fighting game number two um we are gonna go you had a, a sequel that is uh well loved well enjoyed i have a sequel that is kind of has mixed reception can i can um, i take a guess of this go ahead is it Guilty Gear? Yes, it is Guilty Gear. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh it my... Is um, it is a game I very much enjoy. A game... Uh, uh, okay. Guilty Gear Strive, if you're not a fan of fighting games, I'll quickly explain. Guilty Gear is a... It is the first real... like I'm going to say the first anime Air Dash fighter. It is a thing that games like Melty Blood and such are based on. Guilty Gear is the original. Um, it is what started the whole chain it is one of the first ones that really had the, um, chain system. There were some early Capcom games that did uh, stuff similar. Um, but it had the whole Gatling chains and how that worked, um, where you could just go like PKSH or I'm going to say a light, medium, heavy, heavier <laughs> as a way to describe it. Um, it started things like air dashing where like, it, cause you've played Dragon Ball Fires, you know, if you press yeah. double forward in the air, that's how you get air dashing. That all comes from guilty gear. Um, but it's so, also by arcs like arc studio arc system works yes yeah. it was it and it's a very interesting series it's always been something that's different it has always lived steeped in that 90s anime aesthetic which i love i like you know stuff like trigun and such i'm a big fan of so um uh, guilty gear exard is very important to me as a series because that's the series i really really got into and really loved uh and i actually started competing it that was the the first fighting game series that I actually went out to locals and competitions and and actually wanted to try and compete um did i do well uh no not really 
<laughs> I did okay sometimes. Uh, I, I did make it to semifinals, I think, a few times, but um, it, it was one of those things where I, I really, really enjoyed playing the series and playing this game. It's what really got me to love fighting games. Like, I, I love Street I enjoyed Street Fighter 4 beforehand, but, um, and XX I liked, but I never really was able to go out and go play XX. That was mostly something that I played on my own. It was kind of like more, mostly single player stuff. Um, it's only been of recent where they updated XX to actually have proper online that like now you can actually play that. You can actually play Guilty Gear XX, which you can run, like it's on Steam. Um, the, the update version with rollback, it's on Steam. You can run that shit on any potato. <laughs> so if you're curious, you can just get that. You can get it on sale. It's got rollback and you can run that thing on like a freaking like whatever. <laughs> like you could probably run that on a phone and you'd be fine. Um, wow. so, but, uh, Guilty Gear Strive came out, um, it made a lot of change. So, Exard made a lot of changes from XX, but it wasn't that drastic, but there are some people that like XX more than Exard. Good reason, too. There are some changes to Exard that aren't that great. Danger Time, in particular. Um, but the Strive, Exard to Strive, there were some improvements, but there were also some major changes to that game that are weird. Um... I, as much as I still like the game, there are some stuff that I, I do like from previous entries, which I feel like still bolsters them up as, like, these are really good, but it also makes it a very different game. It's probably the reason why it's not my number one for that reason, because as much as there's stuff that I really, really love about the game, it's at my, it's at my fucking number two. I was um, to say, it's still... Stuff about the game that, like, doesn't put it at, at number one. I'll be honest here, some of the load times in the game, especially when you start off the game, it has to connect to the servers can take fucking forever i i but, I, I, I heard about that because um my yeah. old roommate um he 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 fucking playing an entire sonic level in the time of the loading <laughs> i mean i can beat sonic levels pretty quick uh no, there was a whole thing is like you can beat like i think a sonic generations level in the time of the loading for that. oh which generations i kind of want to do I, this now because uh, any excuse to play sonic generations is always an excuse for me this this came out i i forget when it, this came out so early in the year i don't remember which one i wouldn't even know um but yeah it's like you have issues like that but the the game plays insanely well it has some of the best online in a fighting game right now there's no question the balance is surprisingly good right now. I am, I am, uh, Guilty Gear in particular has had some pretty whack balance over the years. Um, very few uh, versions didn't have just, uh, it, when it came out, it had pretty whack balance, but like as it's been updated, it's gotten much better. Um, there's, uh, there are some characters still have some issues, but like similar to um, Melty Blood, uh, I'll also say, everyone's pretty good everyone's fairly solid melty blood in particular actually came out in uh in terms of balance a pretty solid state i would actually say i forgot to mention that um like the low like the the quote-unquote worst character is saber um and she's like b minus <laughs> which is, says everything the fact that she's barely even c um so you know it, it says everything um guilty gear and especially i will say this uh, definitely helps with the dlc characters the DLC, uh, a lot of the characters on release were fairly simple, and it was kind of like this whole thing of like, oh, are they simplifying the game? Uh, uh, uh. And now they're releasing characters like Happy Chaos, which I can only describe as this is a character that's so big-brained that I can't even play him. Like, I sat there and I was like, no, no. I thought that this was just going to be a copy of Elfelt. 
Instead, you made the fucking weirdest shit I've seen in a while. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I sat there and I was like, okay, wait, he's got, wait, how many meters? Okay, we have that, but also he can do this, and he goes into the stance, and he has auto-tracking projectiles, but it has this property, okay. <laughs> so it is, I'm very excited, I'm very happy, and they're putting my actual secondary into the game, which is Biken. And yes, I'm an actual Biken player. I'm not one of those people that just says it but doesn't do it. You can actually ask people. I do play Biken. Oh my god. <laughs> so I am really excited. Uh, I am happy about the game and the state that it's in. If you have any questions about it, feel free to ask Troy because I realize I've I, just been rambling. No, you're fine. I honestly, you, you kind of because I feel like everything you said about that game, I heard from other people who played it. Yeah. Like my roommate, uh, my old roommate, he played it and he loved like. Pretty much said this. Probably would say the exact same thing. Oh well, uh, yeah. Maybe not that's, in depth as you, but like. That's fair. But um, um, he loved it. I also know like Maximilian Duke because I watch a lot of his streams doing it, and he absolutely had a good time with it. Like, people yeah. I know who, who played it loves it. It's it's one of those things where I can definitely understand people that don't like it because even still, there's stuff about the game that I like previous Guilty Gears more for. But as much as I say that, I can't help but still play the game and still enjoy it. And well, it's, it's kind of like so the Smash Ultimate thing. Like, there's still yeah. things that people prefer from like Melee and even technically Brawl. But I prefer Ultimate over all of those. I mean, that's true. I prefer Ultimate over all of those. But that's two. also because I can play Terry Bogart. <laughs> that's also true. And I'm just playing KOF. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's like uh, I will especially say watching. Um, I don't know if you watched CEO this year. Um, I did not. That we're lucky enough to go see it live. Um, getting to watch Guilty Gear Top Eight live, or uh, getting to watch Guilty Gear. I was watching on Twitch. Um, watch that stream and hear the crowd go nuts. That game is so. I would highly recommend if you're not fighting a person, go watch like maybe CEO Top Eight of that game. It's so much fun. It's so exciting. Um, they did a few things to make the game a bit easier to understand. They brought the camera in more, um, just so characters are a bit larger. It's a bit easier to see what's going on. Um, it, there's small stuff like that, uh, but that just kind of help out in visually understanding the game. Um, and yeah, CEO Top 8 was just absolutely bonkers. That, <laughs> like, if you don't know anything about the game, go watch that. It's fantastic. Oh, man. That's great. I, I I definitely need to check that out here. Def I want to play Guilty Gear. It's definitely on my list of games I want to try out here. Oh, man, we'll do that stream together. <laughs> I, I'll be definitely down. I'll be definitely well, down. Although, I mostly play on PS4, I'll have to say. So Is we'll there cross-play or no? Unfortunately, no. God damn. That's it's, always it's only on, on PS4 and Steam as of right now. That's right. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, So, and I'll admit my, uh, my PC is some big... Is, my gaming PC is quite old because it's an old gaming laptop. Uh, it's some big potato on that. <laughs> so that's well, maybe another time. No, it's all good. I don't even have like a good gaming PC, so you're all good. Oh, uh, that's okay. But but before uh, we dive into number one, I, I kind of uh, want to, I want to do like this kind of fun thing. I, I, I kind of spurred this onto you because I, I have a couple of these answers, but kind of since we're talking about best of 2021 type stuff, was there like a favorite moment or reveal or hype moment for you for 2021 that just kind of spoke to you that like was like an absolute... I'll that was gaming related. CEO top eight. Um, I'll say that, and I oh oh I will definitely say this. Um, so during that time, CEO they revealed that uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction and BB Crosstag, Blaze Blue Crosstag, are both getting rollback updates to their Steam versions. Um, Central Fiction now currently has the rollback update going on, and uh, Crosstag will be getting it later to I 
think both the Steam and PS4 versions, if I'm correct. I think it's both. Um, I am so happy to see Arc System Works embracing and updating their older games. Blaze Blue in particular is a very well-loved series. Seeing Central Fiction get the same love that Guilty Gear XX did and like seeing the success of it has made me so happy for the the franchise at large and just like the the uh, uh, fighting game companies now understanding that we will play these old games if we can play them online. Yeah. And I'll pay for it again. Well, I'll fuck like it's that thing of goofy. I'll fucking do it again. I'll fucking do it again. Not even just that like even just games like like companies like rec- like embracing like their older stuff you know yeah. and actually like updating it that's why i love like microsoft like xbox like this uh series um like you know the app like their you know updates like they actually do on older games like i played sonic unleashed at 60 frames per second consistently this year i played the werehog levels they're actually playable they're not good but they're playable <laughs> they go from unplayable garbage to mediocre <laughs> yeah like that's i mean that's kind of what it always was um, I actually have a lot of fears on Sonic Unleashed that I, I pl- maybe be doing on an episode here in the future. Da, 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 da. Anyways. I will um, say, yeah, that... Oh, God. Fuck that shit. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it's... And I'll be fully honest. I played a lot of Blaze Blue Cross Tag online, and that online was not good, but I did not care. That game is some of my absolute favorite just insanity. Is a two, it's a 2v2 fire where you play, like, you know, like similar to Dragon Ball Fighters where you play as three, you have two characters that game is just insane bullshit at all times like if you think dragon ball fires is bad in terms of like having shit on screen that game is so much worse i can it's it is constant insanity but it's so easy to pick up like every character has really easy tools to learn you can just i you can just learn characters in a day and just start going ham um it's a it's the fact that that I never thought I knew Central Fiction was going to get rollback at some point. I never thought Tag would get rollback, and seeing that coming out, I am so excited because guess what? The League of Legends fighter Project L is going to be a two v two. That's so right. I'm they did be, announce that, they, and they're I, the ones who are working on it. That's right. Yeah, I forgot it's, it's, about it's that. The, it's the people that made Rising Thunder, and the people, and it's technically the same people that made uh, GGPO. So I have a lot of faith in terms of the development of that game, and the fact it's a two v two means that I'm going to be training in, in BB Tag. If I can do even some of the same stuff, there's going to be that first week of curb stomping that's going to be real interesting. Oh, man, that's going to be fun. I be, can't wait to see I'm that ex- first week. Um, for me personally, with, there, there's, there's a lot of moments I feel like. Um, it's It feels weird. I, I feel like I have to mention it. It feels weird that we're finally at the end of Smash Ultimate. Like, we're at the end oh, yeah. of <laughs> I, I, I have to mention it. It's not like my like my favorite moment, but I mean like this game has gave us gave me personally some of my favorite moments in gaming history. Banjo Kazooie getting in. It's still like one of the most iconic things that have ever happened in my life. Like I I could even make an argument that that was the last time I was truly happy. <laughs> <laughs> like after that, you you weren't there for the moment with the Terry Bogard reveal. Where I, I was I, texting I, you though. You were texting me. No, and like you were there, but uh, this was this was at our old workplace. Yeah, because I was, I was hanging out with my ex at the time, and my ex was like, "What are you? Well, who are you texting?" I'm like, "I'm texting like Alex and all of them because we were talking about Smash Brothers." Like, and they're like, and she was like, "Oh God." Yeah, and and it was one of those things that I was like. 
I was because the the leaks had been around. It's like it's gonna be Terry Bogard, and I'm like, there's no fucking way it's gonna be Terry Bogard. Like I would, I would absolutely die. And just seeing that whole thing of the Neo Geo, I was just like, that can't. Dude, be rewatching real. rewatching those reveals, like all in one. Terry Bogard's definitely my favorite, and I don't even have attachment, but he's one of my favorite reveals because I just think it was so well done. Literally five seconds before the Neo Geo was shown, I was like, it should just pan over to Neo Geo. And I was like, it fucking did. It fucking did. I wish I had that moment on camera because the fact I called that five seconds before it happened made me so happy. But yeah, no, um, Sora and the end of Smash Ultimate. I hope Sakurai gets some rest. I know. Like, that's the thing. It's like Sora being the final one just like felt right because we all knew like that was the one everybody wanted. Well, okay, not everybody, but I most. wanted Master Chief because that would have been goofy. <laughs> I would have loved Master Chief. I mean, honestly, T posing coming in. <laughs> I mean, personally, to me, Banjo was like my my pick, and the fact that I got him, Banjo and Kazooie, like I I I was happy. I was like, honestly, I got Rayman would have been cool. Crash Bandicoot would have been cool. Like, obviously, there's 3D platformer icons that I feel like would have been cool, but at the same time. I understand why it didn't happen. Also, Activision probably played a big factor in Crash Bandicoot because I do believe probably Crash Bandicoot probably was an probably a good shot, but I'm pretty sure Activision either didn't play yeah. nice or it was beginning we, more. We don't know what was going on. Yeah, time, I'm not gonna say. Anything. Yeah, let's let's just uh, all you need to know. Fuck Activision. That's all you need to know. We're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, I know. That's all I'm gonna just say. But um, like Sora ending this mass like you know this felt like this it really did feel like an end of an era moment like i and i don't get to feel like we say that a lot outside of like certain games you know and sora getting into smash ultimate did feel like that book end chapter of an era like We're finally done yeah like because i'm like that you couldn't get more hype than i think sora yeah there's probably other characters that i feel people would prefer but sora was that character that was the number one spot like fan picked of wanting to get consistently was the number one after bayonetta finally got in it's like sora was consistently number one and then not even just that but also knowing like how hard it was for sora for them to get sora in because they had to work with not only square enix but But disney Disney. like and the fact that it happened the same way that kingdom hearts happened a fucking pitch in the elevator um (laughs) finally got in my 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 uh it is sad i do wish that i almost wanted more salt <laughs> to come from it because smash reveals are always my favorite when people get mad about that my yeah still i'll admit my favorite reveal still is still minecraft steve that Dude, one's that is, yeah that one's that pretty was my good favorite reveal because the second i saw it i was laughing my head off <laughs> i don't care for minecraft i don't play it minecraft. was a great reveal and it was it broke it it broke twitter people... it was the it was my favorite moment because all i could think was man because for me i i've always viewed for me personally i've always viewed smash as like a a, a museum of video games at this point. yeah i i do it's, too it's it to me like as even if you hate minecraft it is possibly one of the most important games of a, of that era right especially for a lot of people it's their childhood for yeah. a lot of people minecraft is their childhood even still i still have um i i still see kids today wear minecraft shirts they're still like it's still a thing it's it's what it's the most successful outside of tetris it is literally the most successful game ever 
so I look at that and I go, no, that's important to people. That is important to their childhood. And that's the reason why I, I always liked the fact that we got these representatives of like these eras. It's why like I, I was never I was never a fan of like Goku or any of them getting in because like Goku's not part of like the video gaming pantheon. He, he's he's an he, anime character. He has a part in video game, but yeah, like not in like no. But he's not he's not part of the medium. That's not the game. reason why he's most known. Yeah, exactly. He got adapted into the medium, and the the Budokai Tenkaichi games, as fine as they are, they're good, they're fun, but like they're not a part of the the. the the history of this right i mean you can really honestly say that the dragon ball games honestly didn't really get actually pretty decent or good until recent with dragon ball fighters dragon ball Kakers. i would say the budokai tenkaichi games are they're, good for what they were. they were they're, good for what they are yeah like i'm not bashing them saying they were bad serious fighting games so that wasn't what they were supposed to be yeah they were right? definitely more party they were definitely more like hey let's just have a hot let's have fun let's, ha let's have yeah. a good time let's have weird fusions and everything and, that's that's what the appeal was so. and then i know like the xenoverse games a lot of people like but that's another conversation for another that's another conversation but yeah um, like I, yeah i never like goku getting in but i love like the character i think all the characters who got in even yeah. the ones i wasn't crazy about made sense to me yeah it's like i get it i felt bad for bioth because if if core um if not Corin, yeah Corin, if if the previous fire emblem character the dragon one didn't get in right i'm totally forgetting the name it's not Corin. it's it's the dragon one i'm totally forgetting. i i i, I they all kind of blend, blend the together. One. Yeah. If that one had not gone in, Byleth would have been way more, way better. Because Three Houses is a really good game. Um, yeah, people love so, Three Houses. So I'm like, I'm okay with, like, it's one of those things, like, I'm okay with Byleth. I, I think that's fine. Um, Sora's a bit weird, just because uh, it is, like, that is, if we were to describe anything, that's the PS2 generation. So it's like, if we were to kind of represent that, I'm like, cool. But it also has history with Nintendo because it's Game Boy Advance and the and Square Enix. So yeah, it's, it's, it's technically our third Square Enix. I mean, I mean, yeah. And I will say this: um, the most hype one is I kept. I keep on forgetting how hyped that Sephiroth reveal was. <laughs> like rewatching, I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is the best reveal trailer. Like, this is just. <laughs> I just really, I, I really, I'm, I'm gonna be one of those people that's like, I really wish it was another Final Fantasy game, just because I like Sephiroth's cool. But it's like, I just really wish we saw other representation from other Final Fantasy. No, I get that. Because I'm a fan of the series at large. Um, I, I understand I'm, why 7 got the fanfare, because 7 is... 7 the... got the fanfare, also the remake and everything. I, I'm one of those people that's like, I want Terra from 6. Yeah, <laughs> which... One of those guys. But I get it. And I, but I also like get why I spot, but no, I have, I, I just had to mention that just because... Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just, no, totally. It also was such a big part of my gaming culture, even just playing the game and also like hyping up these reveals that now it's like we don't no longer have them and i really hope yeah sakura gets some rest and we're gonna, we're gonna get a new smash game at some point it won't be like ultimate it'll probably be like a whole fresh oh, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a reboot um yeah it's gonna be definitely I, gonna be a refresh and i i see that within five to ten years i don't think yeah they're gonna coast off of ultimate for a while and i think that's the smart choice yeah, it's it's basically when the new console comes out yeah but that will be, that will be the next console after the Switch or the update to the Switch or whatever. We'll 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 see something. But yeah. But before we I go to number one, I just had to mention because I know I, I this mass reveal seemed like my favorite moment. It actually was very close. But my favorite thing from gaming in twenty twenty one that wasn't like an actual game itself. But I have to mention it here because just because I have listened to it so much, I cannot sing enough praises of how amazing the Sonic thirtieth anniversary symphony was like oh yeah that's definitely for you <laughs> that was literally 
this is coming from like always been a Sonic fan, but I definitely will like tell you like the series downfall. You know, like I'm not a like I wear you know it better than anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know it better than anyone, and I actually got joy again. I'm not gonna lie. When I heard endless possibilities for the first time again, like in that symphony, like in that live stream, I actually almost cried. Like I actually got teary. I was like, oh my god, I remember why I love this franchise so much, and the music plays a hit huge part into that because mm. i love the music of that series so much that even like the worst games i always find something with the music oh and sonic 06 has an amazing soundtrack i can't I, even front dude i say that all the time like i the thing i hate about the sonic 06 soundtrack is the fact that it's attached to sonic 06 it's way too good <laughs> it's way too good it's just like this is literally oh uh, it, it's just it's one of my favorite set soundtracks in the whole series and but it's just like hearing all like it's just like a love letter like how we mentioned like dragon like jacuzzi like a dragon was a love letter to dragon quest like the symphony was just a love letter to just the series itself but it like in a very tasteful and great way that like it easily could have been very self-indulgent it easily mm -hmm. could have like came off tone deaf and it, don't get me wrong sonic has done that before um oh yes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, like this has happened before many of times. But Tone the, deaf, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the fact that like and I I like Sonic Colors Ultimate for what it was, but like for if but the 30th anniversary symphony being like the the thing that kind of came out for this anniversary collect, like celebration literally made it work to me cuz I mean it it brings some of my favorite arrangements of the the series music, especially like City es uh, Escape from the City and Live and Learn. Like at mm -hmm. the end, like those are actually probably my favorite versions of those songs now cuz there's yeah. like with, especially with the symphony in the background. I love how they like blend like the sec the first half is great when they do the this pure symphony. Like I think that was great hearing all those tunes in a new arrangement like i think that was great but it really hit home when it was like they actually brought like the the band like the 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 band mix with the the uh symphony that's when it was yeah. like oh shit this is this is beautiful and i i hoped maybe one day they might toy with the idea of touring it i don't think they ever will but no i feel like at it's... least release it on vinyl give me a yeah. vinyl i will buy that fucking day one because oh I, yeah. I I love it, but I, I had to mention it just because it is it, it was such a big part of my 2021 that I had to mention it here. I uh, should also mention my honorable mention for number one, which I won't count. <laughs> is it near? Yeah. It's near <laughs> replicant version 1.22474487139. Um, the version update to near. Um, if you did not play the original near, go fucking get this. Do it. Just do it. Fucking do it all right yeah that's, that... the original near is one of my all-time favorite games i remember playing it and just going through it and it breaking me down as a human being um it instantly jumped up from being this weird game on the 360 to being just absolutely one of my all-time favorites uh, it's the reason why i'm i'm not counting this as my number actual number one because i already played the game and yes they do add some stuff they they do add some things, but unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, like some of the stuff that they do add also is I did kind of already experience because it is tied from, kind of tied from uh, a short story that was made, that is a part and I already knew, so it's like, okay, 
I, I like I can't really even count some of the new stuff because it also is tied from a short story that was written as that was part of the new stuff. Um, it's quite good. It's very well done. Um, it is easily one of the most emotional games I've ever gone through. Uh, so I I definitely want to play it, especially with the actually the 2010 the the OG original actually having a performance boost from Xbox. Performance, I... uh, well, yeah, well, I would recommend playing version 1.22. The combat feels a lot better. The original combat, while being okay, is very janky. Things like your dodge roll don't really have invincibility frames in the original. Um. Which, if you don't know what that means, that means your dodge roll don't dodge, buddy. <laughs> That's true. All right. I, I'll definitely I describe it. Uh, shielding is a bit too powerful. Uh, there are some things that you can just cheese through. It, it honestly, there's there's a lot of weird issues in that original. So the update to that game, as much as I miss uh, the Papa Nier voice acting, I miss it a lot. I'm I'm very okay with using the brother near. It just to me it was it was so interesting because that was like that was one of the first games that I really played like because it, it came out in 2010. It came out like before The Last of Us and all those games. Yeah, it were, came out in a very weird era of like 2010 is such a weird time for video game because that's yeah. I feel like it was kind of going. Uh, I there's a whole conversation with that, but yeah, it yeah, came yeah, out in a weird time. 2010 it like came out before that and actually had like because the two different versions of the game you can either have a brother or a father as the protagonist it's a, it's the same story but like it was kind of nice because it was like one of the first games that you saw that really had like like you look at that and you kind of look at like a father figure like um uh oh god what was what's least of the painful that's totally different um that like you had here is an actual father figure in a video game right like properly there like way before you had like the last of us or um god of war and such where now we now so many games have dads yeah, oh <laughs> as God. characters um where it's like this kind of predated a lot of it uh but now instead we just have the uh the brother which is fine it's still good it's still it's still a lot of the same story i do kind of miss having uh the especially the voice performance of that i really love the voice performance of uh of papa Nier. yeah that's um, that's that's kind of one of the reasons why i want to revisit like that's... I mean that is like the main thing. The main thing that is your your first thing. It still has starting with Brother Near is still totally fine. It's like it's still good. Um, still so I kind of I know I've been kind of going my number one first, but I'm actually gonna let you go to number one first because uh, I'll go first. All right, yeah. my number one is uh, to no shocker to you um, is Shin Megami Tensei Five, a game. Uh, how what really? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I yeah I I, I predicted this because you you could tell um when that game got announced 2017 I, Switch reveal <laughs> this I, game has been, been known for years <laughs> I screamed it was the only time that I ever screamed at a trailer and I looked at my friend who was with me my friend who is like mouth agape and I look at him and go I have to buy a Switch now. Like, it was just, like, I looked, I looked at him, and I went, well, <laughs> fuck That's... me, I guess. Um, SMT5 is everything I, I could have wanted. It is an SMT game, ass SMT game. It's, okay, a lot of people, so, for, you, I've told this to you, SMT is a very old series. Yes. It, it, it goes back to uh, Ma, uh, Megami Tensei which is even older. Um, so you had Shin Megami Tensei, and then you have Megami Tensei, which predates it, 
which is all based on a novel. <laughs> and this this was one of the first series that did the whole, um, I'm going to put monster capturing pre-Pokemon. The yeah, Pokemon was 96. Monsters. Yeah, you don't capture monsters with the Pokeball. You have to convince them to join your party. <laughs> and sometimes they just won't do that. It is, it's one of my favorite things. It's got one of my favorite combat battle systems of all time. I recently had a friend who many years ago I got into. So I was a big fan of, I'm, I'm both a fan of the Persona series and SMT. Um, and I, I personally, my favorites are the three and the two duology. I still, I think four is the best overall. I think five's fine, but I also think it has some problems. Um, and one is just one. I'm not even going to get into one. One's at the bottom. Um, <laughs> it's, um, SMT five builds off of a lot of like the previous SMT games while also adding a ton of quality of life features. It, it is a hardcore ass, hardcore RPG. Um, in the Persona series, you do, my friend described this pretty well, in the, you play the RPG to accent the social links, right? Yeah. While the social links feed into it, you're mostly doing that to really play the social links and to see more of the story. In SMT, you are playing it for the RPG. There is nothing but the RPG. You are doing it, like you are doing side quests, but that is to really get into the RPG itself, the combat and the systems that it is. And there is no series that I find more addicting in its combat than uh, mainline SMT. Everything else is um, like, okay. Every, like uh, there's a lot of stuff, like I, I love Final Fantasy, but like Final Fantasy is more like a mix for me. And especially depending upon the game. Like, yeah, because, I mean, that game has so many different, yeah. Well, Final Fantasy changes every fucking iteration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... like... Systems change every single time. Okay, do you want an ATB system? Okay, do you want just straight turn-based? Do you want things with a line system? It's it's going to change every fucking time, and you don't know, right? But, um... With this, you know, uh, it's fairly consistent. You know what you're getting. And it's just amazing. Um, we talked about this, I think, before. Uh, the story to the game, you don't need to know the previous iterations. You don't need to know SMT4. Oh, wow. So this could actually be my first SMT You game. could just go in. Every single one of them is like that. Every single SMT game. The only one that, like, they all hint at previous titles. Like, they all hint at things. Like, of, of previous of what's going on. But you never really need to know about the previous games. It, it just every that's true for all the persona games as well that's true for every smt game the that's true one, yeah the only ones that you really need to know are like digital level saga one and two because those are direct um sequels and you could count the right kuzunoha games of right kuzunoha one and two i would say yeah you probably need to know what happened in um i think it, uh, uh uh the soulless army in order to understand king abaddon uh but for smt5 you can just go with the fuck in uh, I'm just going to warn people, if you think it's going to be like Persona, you are in for a rude-ass awakening. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to go in thinking like it's going to be Persona. Yeah, um, it, it is... It's it's much drier. It's less like, haha, we're going to have fun with friends, and more, alright, everything sucks. <laughs> Man, I started with Warhammer, I ended with SMT. Talk about Grimdark. 
Um, <laughs> which is actually doing well. Apparently, this is the most successful game in the franchise, right? No. Um, I think it's sold well. The I don't know if it's outsold SMT3. Um, I mean, launch window-wise, which, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know what the full numbers for those are, so I haven't checked. Um, but it's done insanely well, apparently, which is really good. It definitely did way better than 4. Um, yeah. Just not many people played 4 and such. Um, even though, I'll be honest, I really liked 4. <laughs> Apocalypse has issues, but I, I, I really... As, as, as many faults as that game has, and as the character writing is eh, um, four still has some of my favorite moments in in the series. Uh, five though is just a constant, um, constant amazingness. Uh, the open it has dungeons are not dungeons, quote unquote. Like you do get into some serious ones, but it's more you have more of an like a world that you get to explore. Seeing all the enemies on the overworld is fantastic, but it's also terrifying. Because, like, if you see an enemy, like, let's say you say, let's say you see a single enemy, that is a single encounter that might have, like, one to maybe five demons in it. Now, think if you sat there and saw 20 of those encounters all together on the overworld. God damn. It's fucking frightening. You're sitting there, you're like, oh, shit, I'm not walking over there. <laughs> like, there are just moments where you just get to go, oh, fuck no. Because, <laughs> like, no, if you die, you go back to your save point. It ain't, it ain't holding back on you. Oh God, I. It is the um the combat system uh, feeds into itself. For people that don't know about the, I'll quickly talk about the demon fusions. It's my favorite thing about the game, uh, about the series. Um, in SMT, you contract demons in order to uh, get on your uh, party. So let's say you have eight demons in your party. Um, you then fuse them in order to get new demons. Now this is not like Pokemon where they just evolve. Like every once in a while, there are some demons that can do that. Like I think pixie and a high pixie in certain versions of the games can happen um but for most of them you have to fuse in order to get those new demons this means that you in order to get like let's say uh i'm gonna say lilith as an example as just a just one or uh, i'll say dionysus dionysus yeah let's say you want to get dionysus um you're gonna have to fuse two demons in order to get dionysus um which that that can happen from different types of demon fusions you, you could there are like maybe five or so combinations that you can do in order to get Dionysus, but you're sacrificing two demons. So let's say one of them is strong to electricity and one of the other one's strong to wind and you get Dionysus and he's only strong to electricity. Well, now you need another demon. You have to go out and go find a new demon <laughs> to contract to get something strong to wind. So you're constantly fusing and getting new demons. It's this constant rotation. So if you're somebody that like min-maxes, this is like a crack at old nightmare, but like if you just want to have fun and just go like you can do that, you can min max all you want, but you can also just have fun ass teams and like you can even try and like do theme stuff or do weird things with it. It's really fun. Um, that's what I love about it is you're just constantly your party's constantly changing all the time. You might have one or two demons that you keep on for a good while. Like Black Frost is always one that you could just you, you can get and you just run for a good long time but um in like every game he's solid uh but it's just it's just so much fun it's just a good time i it's been on my radar i mean i don't know if i'm ever going to get around to it anytime soon just because oh, I got yeah. so it's, many it's it's still a it's still a long jrpg uh they added a ton of quality of life features like the the 
demon compendium uh, f uh, now being able to fuse straight out of the demon compendium, which I understand are just words that you don't understand. Yeah, right I, I, honestly, it kind of becomes gibberish, but I, I get where... Yeah, yeah but... I'd have to sit down and explain that, but if you're a fan of JRPGs, like, if you like RPGs or if you have any interest, please to God look up this game. It's so fucking good. And if you wanted more reasons to play on your Switch... <laughs> yes! Yes! It's a good Switch game. It runs well. <laughs> Wow, that's actually okay. That is uh, even more worth the praise. There are there are moments like okay, you you like beautiful environments. There are moments that I legitimately sat there and I like it is a beautiful destroyed mess. Like there are some moments where I sat there and I was like, this is a wasteland, but it looks amazing. The art direction is incredible. Take take notes, Fallout. <laughs> okay, I'm making. I mean, Fallout's a different type of. I, I know. I'm making game. a joke. I'm. I, this I, is more like a hellscape. Yeah. No, I'm more making jokes than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, art direction's incredible. It, it's it's just fantastic. <laughs> Music's oh. great. I love it. All right. Are you ready to Anymore. get into? It? Are you ready yes. to get into it? Yes. Number one for you. What do you got? I mean, I feel like you know it at this point here. Oh, I know it. All right. All right. Let me. Let me. Let me. So yeah. Another series that you got me into here, but oh man, like I did not expect the series to hit me the way it did. And when they announced the third game to finally come out this year, it was my most anticipated game of the year, and I was nervous for a good while because I wasn't like too impressed with like how certain things were looking, but. Man, did it stick that fucking landing. It stick that landing, and honestly, it's a game that I just can't... I've been replaying it right now uh, with the uh, the hardest difficulty, uh, Carolina Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... Yeah. I've been having just more reasons why I love this game. I rarely replay games like that, you know? So, like... Yeah. It's, it's, no more heroes, it's No More Heroes 3. It is no suited... It's suited 51 No More Heroes 3. And I think the reason why No More Heroes 3 hit as hard as it did for me... Is because I actually finally got around to Travis Strikes again right before it. Yeah, TSA is a fantastic game, which I I don't know if it was on like Mercurio. I played it like way back at like launch of that game. Yeah, it was 2019 when it came out. Yeah, which means I never even did that. Put that on the list. Um, that game is fantastic, but uh, No More Heroes 3, as as I stated before, fantastic. Uh, you can understand why, like with the with the rest no, of the games. Yeah, it makes sense why it was your number five. Yeah, why well, it was my number five. If if it was like any other year, if like my fighting game love or Metro Dread or anything, like if those had not come out, it would easily be like a, a number one. Um, yeah, honestly, it it the combat to that game is so good. It, it's it's the best in the series. It's it's, it's oh, there's no question. It's it's um, it's literally the best in the series. Like the game plays, and that's where I mean, like even though like okay, I will not be lying. I will be lying to you to say this game doesn't have big flaws. This game still has some really big issues. Like again, the art direction. I really love the art direction of the game. I think stylistically wise, it is slick as all hell. But graphically, oh my god, it, it uh, it's. Again, I understand it's a Switch game, so I have to kind of. They're they're pushing it. Yeah. They're, they're pushing it. They're yeah. trying their best to run Unreal with that thing, and it is. You tell they're trying. Yeah, they're trying, um, but man, it does not look good graphically. But art style wise, it definitely like. Ooh. It looks good when it can be focused, but like there are moments in the open world where it just. But I mean, 
But that's always kind of been the charm of normal heroes, especially yeah. like one. Um, especially one. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only other time we had the open world, which I'm glad it came back. I, I mm. had my fun with it. I'm not going to say it was like one of my favorite parts about No More Heroes 3. I ha I definitely had my fun with it, but I'm glad it's there, but it adds it adds to the world. It adds to the to the fact of No More Heroes 1 feels fairly grounded. Like you're going around it and it looks like a town, and it looks like a city, and it's like, okay, this this looks like a a, a city Americana. Well, by the time you hit 3, it's like, no, this is fucking cartoon land. <laughs> like, yeah. This, you're looking and you're seeing the people walking around with weird ass outfits. I was like, we're in cartoon land here. This is this is what this is, and it it helps solidify the tone of what that game is, which is just pure insanity. It, yeah, it is because yeah. that's what No More Heroes three. So like, if like why I think why I mentioned Travis Strikes Again, Coraline, with my love for No More Heroes three is because I feel like to fully appreciate No More Heroes three, you have to play Travis Strikes Again. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, well, especially because there's a character that just straight up doesn't get explained. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, not even the story beats. Three, actually, now that I say that. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, th I was actually very impressed. I was, because I was wondering, I'm like, are they just not going to acknowledge Travis Strikes again or what they're going to do with that? And they were like, nope, it's it's canon, motherfuckers. Oh, uh, it's, it's so important because it's like, all right, here's. It is more important right. than No More Heroes 2. Let's just say that. Oh fuck yeah it is. And like like no you could actually just play No More Heroes 1, Travis Strikes Again, and No More Heroes 3 and still probably get the same experience. Yeah. Like yeah. I still recommend playing No More Heroes 2 because I actually do enjoy No More Heroes 2, warts and all. But um yeah. Well it, it does lead into actually um Travis actually having a real romance. Yeah. It does at least lead into that. And it actually like explores like the kind of like the idea of fame after you know coming and legacy and consequence yeah. yeah and i wish it did more with it that's the only thing um i do yeah, think no. three kind of deals with it a little bit too but in kind of yeah. a more kind of like again with no more heroes 2 kind of kooky way like but the reason the the, re the reason why i mentioned that you should um play travis strikes again is also because if travis strikes again is suda 51's like return of from being away yeah it's, it's the retrospective yeah the it's this retrospective here suda um no more heroes 3 is like the return of its creator its bombastic return the the hollywood yeah. return to say the least it's, like this it's, game it's, it's the big in my opinion it's the moving forward right yes like if i can if i can describe that game it's the moving forward and it, it's it's looking towards a brighter future no more heroes one the end of that game is incredibly dark <laughs> it really is like outside of like if you if you did not have the okay spoiler alert even though like it's a it's spoiler for this old ass fucking game but yeah yeah i mean spoiler alert like if you didn't have that henry fight at the end of no more heroes one holy fuck that would be a completely different game <laughs> yeah and even yeah, then no. like even the henry like it does end yeah it kind of a dark a little still dark <laughs> yeah the henry fight is is basically travis being locked into this never being able to get out uh and just kind of everyone around him just dying mercilessly and then by the time he gets to three he like the thing that gets me about three is like that little animation thing at the end you can now see that he has family around him and friends yeah that, that actually support 
Yeah, like he, like he, he's attending Badman's uh, spoiler. He's attending. Uh, 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 I'm just gonna say he's attending a funeral. Uh, 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 but he's attending this funeral for a character, for like that that is relative to another character that in a previous game he wouldn't have ever cared about doing. Oh yeah, no. Like him as a person, he would have never cared about doing that or giving any real things for that. But it, like by the end of one, you could tell he was a changed person, and then now he's like. This is the full grown-up version of Travis. This is... No More Heroes 1. The thing is, like, the line is no more heroes, right? Everyone yeah. is a bad person, especially Travis. Oh, yeah. There's... They, the, the, game never hide, the game never hides that. No More Heroes 3. You, he's not killing regular people. He's fighting aliens. He's not, like, doing... He, he says that he's a mercenary, but he, by the end, he is actually a hero. He is actually doing a good thing and trying to save people. Yeah, no, I, I I like the narrative beats that this game goes, and again, it goes to Travis Rex again. Which I do plan on talking about that game on the show one day because it is does it does fit the platforming genre, and I have a lot of feelings. If, if no we'll more heroes, yeah, yeah, and no more heroes three didn't come out this year because I played Travis Strikes again. No, Travis Strikes again. There's a good chance it actually would have been my number one. I really love Travis Strikes again a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love No More Heroes 3 because I feel it's just basically what I love about this franchise. And not, but it also recognized the growth that it has. And I'm kind of glad it came out now, even though don't give, it is a 2012 game coming out in 2011. I mean, 2021, because yeah. it yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, it either way. Yeah, it, it's it's it has all the warts and all of a 360 ps3 wii era game as it should be but it should I, be I, that i i wouldn't want it any other way yeah, it's i, I don't want I it to be a reinvention of a franchise or anything like that i just wanted it to be continuing of what it left off i i really really hope with this and the success i really hope that we see maybe either some new stuff or some continuations that we hadn't seen especially with like that like grasshopper now has gotten really good at melee combat I'm down for Killer is Dead too. I yeah I God I, give that. I want them yeah I want them to do just I want them to. I, no more Hero Three has got me more excited for a Grasshopper more than I ever been in a while. Yeah, like I'm just like give me Killer is Dead too. Come on, please. Because I think Suda Fifty One like because there's a thing about an art like an, a a creative backing away and coming back and not having the same flair. You know, not having what once had before. Back, like, Suda and his team are better than ever. I'm about to say, not only he has his, he has what he had in No More Heroes One. I think he's a wiser, better. Yeah, he, he's he's a wiser director, and and his team and everyone that's on it have gotten better. Everyone, like that entire crew, has gotten so good at just getting that like combat flow down. And getting how it's supposed to feel down like this is this is a proper fucking action game yeah it totally is like i i i mean again when the game needs to perform well it performs absolutely well like in the action point it is always a consistent 60 frames and it's like damn fun and i love the death gloves add-on to this game oh, from yeah. travis strikes again it adds a lot of variety to the combat system and yeah and like it, you never need like I, i'm a big fan of Devil May cry and bayonetta and character action games you don't need to have that many moves to be like a good solid action game. And this is what proves it, right? You can yeah. have 
a good amount of moves, but as long as you understand like how enemy placement works and spacing and like how those fit in, it adds like the way that you set up juggling or like in this, you can kind of do some of the similar stuff that you would do in God Hand where you would get an enemy and toss them into another. That's always fun to do. So it's like you could actually use that as part of it. Actually, I would, I, like while God Hand has a million moves, like in a way there is that sort of uh, feeling where you can't see the entire screen. It's fairly close in and you're trying to keep track of everything that's going on. That does have that sort of feel. Yeah, that's a good comparison if you're gonna take anything from God. Yeah, Hand. yeah like this game, this, and and it's not to say like Suda Fifty One has ever all never was like a bad director. Like I think he okay. always was very great at knowing the limits of his team. That's we why I, Seven before, like I think uh, like a few days ago. Yeah, like like, but oh it's just like again why Travis Strikes again works so well with No More Heroes Three. It's like it just feels it goes to that as he used Travis Touchdown as like a an outlet like how it like travis strikes again was more introspective this is him really coming all out guns a blazing type yeah. stuff and i mean i cannot stress like i absolutely now adore the character of travis touchdown his journey is so unique and like mm -hmm. it's it's again it's a play on the hero's journey but like it he goes from like really unlikable and i mean no get wrong like he's also kind of a like in Travis Rex again, he's kind of a shitty dad. Like, oh, he did, yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, like they acknowledge that. Like, yeah, him and Sylvia. Okay, spoiler alert. They have kids. Um, and I mean, you wouldn't even not know that unless you got the DLC to Travis Strikes again, which I find hilarious. Um, and I actually, it's funny if you played Travis Strikes again without playing the DLC, this had to be like jarring. Because honestly, playing the DLC, I'm like, okay, I can see where they are going with this. Like hint the hints of yeah. three, um, what they do finally explore, and also like the 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 bat the boss battles are so much fun. I love the villain. I will say I get the criticism of the bait and switch. They do do that a lot. Like you think you're gonna fight somebody only to fight somebody else. I would yeah. I would get I would be mad about that more if, if some of them weren't it's just so fucking good yeah like if they were the better options like the fact i was not expecting to fight kimmy again yeah and that's the one that got me although although we have to admit there's one that always has to be in all of these games yeah <laughs> there, there was a boss fight that when when i saw him come back i was just smiling i i, I knew <laughs> I it had like, to do it i i knew they had to do it because i didn't think he was gonna come up i was like Man. i i figured he would I'm shocked how late into the game he comes in, but oh, they had fun with it. They have yeah. so much fun that to the point that they even joked around like there's even concept art if there is a fourth game in the series, like how he would look. God, at this point, at this point now, it's like it's just it's just a brainstem on a robot. It's just like fucking criminy. Um, I, I, I yeah. that's actually one of my favorite battles in the game. Like it's overall, like yeah, no, the entire. The entire game's just fucking solid. It, it, I'm so glad. I'm glad that you enjoyed the series. I'm glad I was able to introduce that to you. I, and I think I think it came in at a time that I'm glad I played it when I did because if I played mm -hmm. it probably a little earlier, I probably would have still really enjoyed it, but I probably wouldn't have not loved it as much as it did because it's that game that came out right at a time like when I played the first No More Heroes. Travis Touchdown was 27. I was 27 as well, and I was kind of like I kind of relate to Travis a little bit, like kind of feeling lost and confused and. You know, not knowing yeah. your place in the world type stuff. Cause that's basically the dilemma of Travis's character. 
is he feels angry he he's had to deal with a bunch of shit and he goes i can fucking do this and he gets this fucking power fantasy of getting to be you know this big badass oh no <laughs> yeah like buys a lightsaber on ebay and and is able to do stuff and he's, he's the video game power fantasy and yeah exactly and then like kind of going for that narrative and then kind of going for my maturity and seeing like as the game progresses, like travis maturity and stuff like it really just spoke to me more with a character and also like i i feel like it cannot be understated robert acting down voice performance oh, of travis so like it, it is one of those like iconic video game characters like voice actor like it i cannot not not even just picture anybody else voice him like someone who can deliver some of the lines that he had to say in a straight way yeah as him like yeah. there's something that needs to be said it's like does he goes for like a crazy voice or change his voice massively no but you need somebody who can deliver that line with the sincerity that he that it has and that's what makes it work <laughs> oh it's so great and then it's like some of the more pro wrestling moments like the hype like the battle like the engage that's why i love the engagement before the boss battle because it's like suda's love for wrestling it's just like them taunting each other or like having a conversation before they fight and some of them gets like this pure hype and i love it like especially the last one when you fight foo oh god oh. that one is like i am like when you just get i'm like let's fucking go that's one of the greatest like things to ever call a villain when he when he gets to food i won't even spoil it oh like, oh it's so good it's just a straight no sell <laughs> like he just no sells it and you're like he just called him out entirely it's it's beautiful and like and it doesn't even get to like the mini games are fun like i love the alligator mini game like oh my god i didn't know i need to see travis like fucking backflip a goddamn gator but i'm glad that this game has it here and like um like oh god and yeah the worlds are not that interesting like each of them but i i like the attempt at... i like i like it overall that's how i would describe yeah. it yeah it I'd... works in an overall fashion when you actually get into the nitty-gritty it's like okay but i like it overall and it, it, it leads to some of my favorite little side quests um yeah there are some great the, yeah it leads to some side quests that i really really enjoyed um, especially the one with uh, I think it was the the the, the magical girl little thing. That oh, one in particular. That one's good. That I, one's fantastic. I, I I mean my really my only big criticism with this game that I feel like does knock it down a bit for me is some of the character uh, directions they go to, particularly uh, mm -hmm. particularly uh, uh, with Shinobu and Bad Girl, where I feel they like they don't get much in this game, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like they should have been a bigger aspect of the game than they were. Because they bet they yeah. were, like, front and center, like, with the promotions and stuff. And, I mean, yeah, I love Shinobu and Bad Girl. They're two of my favorite characters of the franchise. And especially Shinobu. Shinobu, like, I'm not a waifu person, but she's my waifu. Uh, I love Shinobu so fucking much. Um, but... I, yeah, I do wish they had more going on. I, I wish... I understand... Like, I understand why, because at the end of the day, this is Travis's story. This mm. is Travis's game. But I wish they had some better way... Them. Yeah. I, I hope that if they do continue on with the No More Heroes series, I hope it's more with other characters than Travis. I think Travis's tale is done. 
Yeah. It, like, I'm okay with Travis now. Now, he, now he's just on. He still is going on adventures, but it's now like I'm going to go save the world, and it's like it, he's not going on like these death crusades of like okay. horribleness. Instead, it's like I'm going to go do something that's like actually kind of positive. What? And it's like I'm okay with that being his life. No, same, same here. And I also just love, like, this, I mean, even with that criticism to say, like, this game, the opening hour is so great. Like, it go, it does so much. Like, you go from, like, the, the fake, like, indie game, like, kind of, like, childhood reunion of the Foo. Like, I really like that aspect, even though that was, like, part of the promotion. To uh, Death Man, uh, the, the old school beat-em-up. I really love that aspect and how that ties into the story. Like, yeah. the game has so much style got like that whole metaphor with death hand it's just like like there's this is the thing it's 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 goofy but there's some nuance to it it's yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's yeah I, I i say that these are some solid number ones no more heroes three and shinigami tensei five we both picked weird japanese games i i know yeah like i mean I, i've been telling i told like some of my friends like this was gonna be my number one and they're like that's kind of a hot take and i'm like yeah but like the it's, reason... the one that we, it's the ones that we got the most personal enjoyment out of, right? Is Are, are these the, the best-made games of all time? No. no. Like, but... I would argue on my list, probably the most polished games like overall are probably Metroid Dread and Resident Evil 8. Like, I can't... The polish in RE8 is ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's why I say with Psychonauts 2. Like, Psychonauts 2 is kind of like my, like you know, overall, but, like, No More Heroes is, like, my personal one. Even though it has some bigger flaws, I'm willing to forgive them because what this game gave me personally... Yeah. just outweighs it because i'm like for me personally like no more heroes 3 is the reason why i love games for, yeah. travis strikes again and no more heroes 3 like it just reminds me i mean i could say that about any one of my game uh, top 10 games here but there's just something with no more heroes 3 that it just ticks it it's like why i love game like why i love games at the formula because this could only work as a video game it cannot work as a tv show it cannot work or it'd be definitely a different interpretation of it if but, i very yeah, it'd be very different. Apparently, they hinted at the idea that they have been thinking about doing a TV show for No More Heroes. Oh, yeah. I could, I could totally see Suda just being like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's go do something else. Which I'm not against, it. but it definitely will be a different interpretation of it. It'll for be sure. a different thing, but I, I, it'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I look back at my list, and it, it's like you get that mix of like it's, uh, incredibly solid games, and then, then just things that I got for... The, the sheer experience of whatever it was like the, the whole looking back you kind of have like as i mentioned before fighting games for me it's like there's a specific thing about just the experience of fighting 101 that like while talking about a product overall like melty blood like yeah i can understand for many people it's not it's not an, oh it's not something that has all the stuff going on but there's a very specific feeling of how the interactions work that i just deeply enjoy or, or looking back at something like my weird dive to warhammer 40k yeah it's it's the weird experience that i have found myself in diving in it's just like i just had to put in the experience of that is just a part of my top 10. i i think what why I, I like especially with no more heroes 3 and psychonauts 2 and metroid dread being my top three would honestly all could just be my number one to be perfectly honest mm -hmm. But the reason why I think it work, they work so well, like why they are so high up to me, they do sum up 2021 to me. Is like, I I heard a lot of like, oh, like there's not a lot of like AAA games this year, or like there's no like big game this year. Like what, like will like will the fall of 2020? Like I always hate that argument because one, I feel like it's never true. It's just because people, if you're like, the only games that you play are like the big AAA like. 
you want to play a game that goes on forever, and I'm like, no, I want to have something that gives me a solid experience for like 10 hours, maybe. Yeah, but I and do remember that 10 hours for a while. And, yeah. and this was, 2021 was a year of the cult series, like the years of these weird like cult series coming back with long awaited sequels or, you know, um, smaller tight. smaller titles is finally having more chance to breathe because they don't have like a big like mario game or like or um you know ratchet and clank ripped apart like it was the big sony game but you know like you know like you know capcom resident evil 8 and i i didn't even talk about i think uh you talk about like the updates to like monster hunter um I just totally forgot the name of the newest monster. World or uh, Monster Unite. Hunter Rise. Rise, Rise, Rise. I don't know why I went Unite. That's like an older one. Um, like you talk about stuff like that, or you talk about series like again as we talk about Metroid, right? Me- Metroid getting to be the big Nintendo game of this year. Yeah. You know, you it, never, you ever think about that? It hasn't <laughs> been like th- it hasn't been like that since the GameCube. It's been like that, yeah. <laughs> it's like GameCube and then like the NES, and and there you go. Yeah, like. But that's the thing. That's why I think 2022, like, I probably got more personal enjoyment out of 2022 than 2020, even though I do recommend, like, 2020 definitely had the bigger titles. But to me, the titles that came out this year or I finally got around to this year spoke to me more than some of the titles. That's hard for me to say. I would almost, like, there's some evenness for me, at least. I mean, and that's fair. Just because I got out of 2020, I had Pathologic 2, 13 Sentinels, and, uh... I mean, that's as niche as you can fucking get. Yakuza 7. Yeah, and like that, yeah, that's as niche as you can fucking get. But, uh, uh oh, hey, uh, Thirteen, uh, as a quick thing, uh, update it, on that. 13 Sentinels is coming to fucking Switch this year. It is coming, coming to, to Switch this year, and I'm planning fucking, on picking it up. Yes. Oh, man. I want to see you stream that game. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I definitely want to play. I, I don't know if I'm going to stream it, but I'm definitely planning on playing it because I heard you, I heard so many people that I trust their opinions enough that I'm like, I have to give this game a shot. I, I just want to see what your reaction is to that plot. Especially how, yeah, knowing it goes. But I just think why No More Heroes 3 just perfectly sums up my number one spot is it because it's just a it's just a game, a longer rated return of a cult-like game that's always been a cult-like game. And it doesn't do anything new but honestly it didn't need to it just reminds you of why you love why you love the series and i mean i feel like 2021 was just full of that and i am just happy i got to play all the games that i did today like this year like i played a lot like honestly i could have made a top 20 like this like with game pass and all this other stuff like i played more games that i and streaming like i have played game more games i've ever played in my life and some are like i haven't even mentioned are like just experiences that are gonna be with me for a while to say the least yeah no Uh, it's it's been interesting like you've gone into a lot of like polish about things and i'm getting into just like all right what weird direction can we find in this top 10 (laughs) like i'm I'm interested to know what's going to happen with 2022 because I've already been picking up some new titles and such that I've been playing recently. Like I finally got picked up Slay the Spire. Uh, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how that turns out. I, I'm very I'm very interested in how 2022 is, uh, especially with some of the games. Like 2022 is looking to be probably at more packed than 2017. Like if 
if uh elden gate's probably like the first big game that i'm oh, interested in elden ring, yeah. Elden ring yeah. yeah elden ring oh the new pokemon game the open world pokemon game comes out in a few weeks oh, yeah, Arcanus. and that one looks very promising mm -hmm. i am it's definitely the most interested i've ever been in a pokemon game that isn't unite like this game oh, has yeah. a lot of potential oh yeah you got horizon forbidden west which that's Arcanus. next month yeah. Dying Light 2, Sifu comes out this year. Um, talks of Breath of the Wild 2 coming out. Yeah, interesting. Oh, and Breath man. of yeah, there's a lot of game like the Saint Bro re reboot. Uh like there's yeah, a lot uh, of there's a lot there's a lot of games that are on my radar that I'm like 2022 is looking to be a very stacky year that obviously I don't see all these games coming out. Um I'll go into that more in our most anticipated games of 2022. Yeah. Oh, yeah, KOF uh, 15. Um, but, but, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo, Stalker 2, <laughs> Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise, we're here to kill chaos. <laughs> I'm very curious about that game, more because I'm like, is it is it aware of the like the tone that that game has, or is no. it going to play it straight? No, I know for a fact it is, it is probably nowhere near aware of what it is. But it's also made by the same people that make Neo and Ninja Gaiden. And I recently saw some gameplay where you can switch job classes on the fly to do moves. Oh, I and I don't care. That game is probably going to play amazing. But I fully, I, I, in terms of its story, I've got no idea. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I can't I, wait. I can't wait for I, Shadow the Hedgehog Final Fantasy Edition. That's what <laughs> I think it's going <laughs> to like, Well, I, I, I can predict. I think I know what's going to happen in its story. I think I know what's going to happen because do you know about the deal with Final Fantasy One? I don't. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this off. off we'll off we'll talk about this at some other time. But uh, we've been uh, going uh, for a while. People, but yeah. uh, I am I am interested to see what the fuck they do with it. I am um, because it's gonna be some dumb. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Oh man. But, I've heard <laughs> 2021 was such an amazing year for games. If anyone else that tells you otherwise, they they just haven't played the games. I'm, I don't want to say, or maybe just what they were interested. Yeah, to, you know, I, I we got lucky that we had stuff that that appeals to our interests. You know, I got two really good fighting games that I really enjoy, and I I found myself in a whole new series like warhammer 40k and i got like a a, a great amazing pretty platformer that wasn't made by nintendo yeah. and then so it's like it comes down to what you enjoy that's the reason why the whole thing like what are the best years it really becomes a really dumb discussion it, it kind of does even though there if there's some fun in it like but yeah i do agree it becomes that and i do agree on that but i i also hate the argument that there's like oh man like will 20 like will there be a good you know 2021's been a soft year when i'm like wait what but it's always the general consensus but i hope y'all will pick up any one of these games that we talk about because they're all worth at least some of your time here but i think this is where we're going to wind it down because we've been recording for such a long time this is going to be a two-part episode so oh god we have to cut this shit in half yeah it's so it's it's gonna be fun but ale Alex, where can pe the people find you here, my friend? Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, as at HitHarder, or you can find me on uh, Twitter as at HitHarderST, uh, because I couldn't get HitHarder, so instead uh, you're going to have to find it as HitHarderST. 
uh, and I'm also on things like I have music on Spotify and stuff that's under the title Hit Harder now, uh, and I'll hopefully be moving more music to that. Uh, we will see what happens. We got some we've... other covers coming out. Nice. So, I, yes. I love it. I love it. And yes, and for anyone who's, uh, I uh, you can find the show on the social, uh, the socials up and down and all around podcast, uh, Twitter, Instagram. All that good stuff here. I am also on Twitch. Uh, t uh, T under Roy uh, T underscore Roy Jenkins. Um, I do stream primarily, as of right now, almost every day. Saturday is kind of like my off day, and Friday is more like a bonus stream. But I stream from Sunday for Thursday. Uh, currently going through Yakuza Like a Dragon, finishing up that game on our Sega Sonic Sundays, and currently going through the Sly Cooper games. Uh, which I'm super excited about. As of the time of recording, I finished up Sly Cooper 1, so I'm diving into Sly Cooper 2. So probably by the time you hear this episode in its entirety, I'll probably be going for Sly Cooper 3 at that point. Uh, you messaged before questioning, like, one, uh, Troy mentioned before, and you've mentioned this on stream, that your analytics uh, now say that uh, uh, you are, uh, by all technicality, a furry. Um, yes! Which I find very funny, because <laughs> as far as I've known you, you aren't. And let me be clear: no disgrace to furries. I respect the hell out of all. Oh of yeah, them. no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I uh, don't. I just, I just want to go ahead and state: you've been playing Crash Bandicoot. You've been playing. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it makes uh, sense. It makes sense. Man, you're just, uh, uh, you're digging that yourself, man. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. It's one of those things where I learned that I'm like, it made perfect sense. I'm like, I love Sonic. I like the games I play. Like, no, this makes sense. It's just funny because people always just assume because I, because I love these things that I am, but I'm, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm just, I'm kind of a bland person. Let's just say that here, kids. Unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, um, Props yeah. To all of you out there that do actually get those like giant suits, that is impressive. <laughs> I have uh, more more power to y'all. Like again, like I don't I don't talk down. We don't kink shame here. I'm just more. Kinks. That shit's like like just from a level like that shit's impressive for actually like putting into like people who put in, especially the people who've been work making their own. Holy shit, man. Agreed. Agreed. It's yeah. Y'all like... are some, y'all are putting some dedication, some work. Like impressive. I y'all are great. Yeah. <laughs> no. Are... Yeah. Agree. It's just it was just a joke because it's just like people it's funny that troy's been uh troy's been brought into it too yeah i just became like eh, it's just it's i accept myself especially like when i stream just dance i got like a lot more attention to me i'm just like do people view me in a way that i don't view myself <laughs> that i don't yeah, want to get into that's how humanity works i know that's how humanity works here but uh i'm going i'm currently going for the sly cooper games here but on twitch follow me it's always a good time uh and uh games that i do stream on twitch i do eventually talk about on the podcast so you do get to see me kind of like with my raw thoughts and emotion uh feelings about certain games that i do eventually play on uh talk about on the show here but anything else you want to add here i feel like i interrupted you for a second now. no you're fine <laughs> i'm just saying you need to go into more raw insanity join join in become a human cryptid like germa is oh my god yes. all right all right y'all Thank you guys. Thank you, Alex, for hanging out with me and, you know, doing this uh, oh, long episode with me here. And thank you to everybody as well for out there who listened to this and supported the show. I deeply appreciate it. Again, please be kind to each other. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated if you can. Um, don't be a dick to your fellow human. Like, really, just just be just 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 don't be a dick. That's all you I'm trying to boost say. Power. You got boost power here. And until the next time, y'all. Love you all. Take it easy.
and we're good. All right, damn. All right, so Final Fantasy One happens.